Here to talk about the top ten hottest chicks at Neon Genesis Evangelion. I don't even think there is ten women in Evangelion. Number ten, <laughs> the girl who, lab assistant number the, four, the girl who got shot while she was carrying the body of her friend. Yeah, that was <laughs> sad, but she was. That's pretty attractive, right there. Number nine. Sh- Shinji's mom. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My Shinji. You're right. My Shinji. There's only... There's not enough women in this show. One out of ten. Actually, it is like half the main cast. Yeah, it is true. (laughs) (laughs) But it is like a handful of characters. Anyways... And most of them are teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that for sure. Um, Okay, welcome to the Podwood Forecast. The show where you... uh, Here's Mitchell... He um he talks on the show. Yeah, hi. And I talk on the show too. And my name is Clifford. And uh, yeah, so how you doing? I'm doing good. I wasn't talking to you. Fine. I, I mean, Mitchell, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm so good. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. We're on my couch again in my attic. On uh, recording on my laptop because my computer is still indisposed sad i also want to say uh i didn't say this in the last episode but i do apologize for these episodes not sounding so professional with the ac running um it's just warm outside um we don't want to sweat and die i was hoping that today was going to be a cooler day but decided to get warm again so I don't know, maybe I'll turn it off eventually, but yeah. you know, we've never really cared about... It's probably about, not that horrifically different. <laughs> we've never really cared about... We don't care about audio quality on our audio yeah. show. Well, the thing is, is like when we recorded the last episode, I was like, oh, maybe they can't really hear it. But then when I was editing it, I'm like, I can kind of hear it. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't... Put in really some soft jazz bug. music in the whole background of the show. So <laughs> it's, it's We're not Jarcast. Yeah. Can't well, we that. are now. Okay. Goodbye, Podwood Forecast. We are now Jarcast, Jar, uh, the pause, the Jarcast pause, pause dact, Jar dact, or whatever they Jar Jar. Yeah, the Jar Jar. How old? Anyways, we're getting into cringe right now. So, um, uh, so today we're going to talk about some weeb crap. Yeah, we've talked about anime on the show before have we done an episode on like i mean last airbender doesn't really count we did half an episode on nine on the galactic railroad that's true so that counts and then uh in both of our top 10 lists we both had an anime film in our top 10 so yeah that's true too so we uh, we peruse. Yeah, we talked about like movies, you know, but we haven't really talked about like a series, like a real. And this is like the anime of like anime, <laughs> you know. This is like 
the animation like if anyone who has any like vague interest in anime knows about this one it's yeah. just, it's just like the show for anime fans and, and that's why I'm a little nervous to talk about it and I feel like you <laughs> have watched more than me i've watched like lots of movies like anime movies i grew up watching like yeah i've the, seen like a few typical... more an- uh like anime shows than yeah you have but i've lo- i've watched i watched the typical stuff growing up like dragon ball and dragon ball z and gundam and i don't know if last See, airbender counts it's dragon like ball. anime adjacent i know it's not made in japan though but like yeah it's like vaguely there I've I'm trying watched. to think. I've I've probably watched a couple other like shorter shows offhand, but I've never really like considered myself a big like anime fan. Like I don't sit down and watch anime. Like I guess this I, is I what like we Ghibli movies. There's some I like some more obscure stuff like Angel's Egg. I think is a masterpiece. It's like a it's like an hour long, ten minute anime movie. Wait, is like, it an hour long or ten minutes? An hour and ten. Okay. It's like it, or something like that. It's like pretty short, but it's over an hour. Okay. Um it's <laughs> not like ninety minutes. It's probably like seventy or something like that. It's pretty short, but Angel's Egg and then they're like I don't know, stuff like uh what else was I thinking of? I don't know. But it, anyways, the point of that is to say I don't think either of us are super versed in anime, so it's not like we're experts or professionals, but let me try. This was one I uh, Evangelion Neon Genesis Evangelion the show is was something I'd always known of. I was always vaguely aware of it. Um, yeah, I always kind of knew the name. Every like I always knew the theme song, even though I didn't know it was from that. Yeah, um, same. I, yeah. I just I knew people who were like, oh, it's like I'd seen parodies of it before. Yeah, of the uh, of the whole theme in the video and, and such. like the poster for the end of Evangelion. Like, yeah, is like kind of an iconic thing and i always recognize the imagery i've seen so many memes referencing it even though before i had seen it i didn't get it but when i saw it i knew what it was from you know so it was just one of those things i've always been adjacently aware of and a couple years ago uh or actually first several years ago um, we kind of told the story on the last episode. About yeah, we, we, we watched, kinda, we tried to watch it, even though I have no memory. <laughs> yeah, we kind of tried to watch it and we just, it was like in such like the wrong headspace, wrong like yeah, we way to watch it. To, yeah, like, so this? watched a couple episodes and then we were like, whatever, it's kind of boring. And then I left it alone. And then I had some other friends who were like, no, you got, you got to give it another chance. Like, please, please, please watch it. Please. I'm begging you, please. So I watched it again. <laughs> I you. sat down by myself. I watched through it. It's short. It's like a 20 episode anime or something like that. Um, it's like and 25 then, or 26. Yeah. Actually. 25, 26. Yeah. Um, and see, I'm not. I'm not like I love spoilers. I love it all, but I don't know everything about it, like to a T quite yet. I've seen. The, I've seen the you. show all the way through once, and a, a few other several episodes more than once, and then I've seen the movie now twice. Yeah. So I haven't seen this a bunch of times, but I do. I do relatively feel pretty experienced with it now, where I'm like in it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm more experienced and. I'm I'm kind of interested. This is something I don't know if you know of, but there's like a remake kind of thing about it's called the rebuilds. And it's sort know, of a it's sort of a remake slash sequel to the show and movie. I know there have been like several sequels to the Yeah, show it's, it, there's like the multiple new movies. There's like you will not advance yeah. or you cannot 
and you have to like watch them in like order because it's like multiple movies you watch back to back and it's like in an order yeah it's, it's so, basically a remake of the and show and we have not seen and, those so. no but i'm like I'm, so don't expect us to and i've honestly heard mixed those. things about them but i heard that the the last rebuild is apparently like really really good so i'm kind of curious to watch those but anyways i i got i really geeked out about it when i finally got into it and it kind of started to click with me um but yeah so yeah that's the preamble um yeah, uh, we're not even going to talk about it just yet. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just the introduction to the episode. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion today. I um, guess I guess I should also clarify. I was, I'm, like, trying to sound cool. Like, oh, I don't watch anime, but I watch <laughs> it. You know, but uh, the past cool. few years I've been getting into, like, the anime, like, field a lot more in terms of movies especially but i've always i've always in terms of video games i basically grew up on anime if you include video games yeah because i i say that but i i do think playing like i grew up on like kingdom hearts and final fantasy and pokemon like xenoblade is one of my favorite games it's all very intensely anime and a lot of it is pretty inspired by Evangelion a lot of like games and stuff I played like Nier especially I really love Nier the Nier games um and those um I'm glad I played those after watching Evangelion because I just I noticed so many like interesting like parallels and I prefer it's clear how how much of an influence Evangelion had on like yeah that genre like of anime and like kind of that type of storytelling in Japan in general it was just like monumental for for that medium right so so it's it's been cool to finally see it all and to notice all the all the calls to it and things I love. yeah and a, a lot of people are getting into it now since like netflix really released it yeah like a couple of years ago though so. I, apparently some people don't like the i guess they like redubbed it for netflix and a lot of people oh, hate yeah, it, the but English they have the original dub. like when i rewatched some of it in the movie i watched the japanese dub because i'd never i i think i watched it in english the first time um, I watched the so. show in English. I watched the movie in English, and then I rewatched, I rewatched the last two episodes and the movie again in Japanese. Oh, nice. Okay. So, good. Good um, call. Um, but I'm not sure if the English dub that I watched is the Netflix dub. Probably not, because it feels old. So they like redubbed it. Netflix redubbed it themselves. There was, I know there was some weird thing about the Netflix version that people didn't like in terms of the English voice. I, I feel like they redubbed it in English okay, for Netflix. Because I definitely had like my issues with the English dub that yeah. I watched, but, you know. Re, I, I will say at this point, after rewatching the Japanese dub, I, I think I prefer it. Because I think Shinji's voice actor is crazy. I think Shinji's voice actor is better in the Japanese. Yeah. Um, I like... Um, sorry, we're, we're like getting into it. We're yeah. not even supposed to yet, but I like... I actually like Misato's English... Yeah. Voice actor better than the Japanese. The Japanese one is fine, but so a lot of the yeah. older characters are fine in English. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Except for when they're obviously like twenty year olds. <laughs> yeah. <be> old men. <laughs> Literally. But anyways, okay. So we're yeah. gonna get into that. We have a little bit of uh, housekeeping yes. to do. Stay tuned first. for the follow up on all that. Yeah. So in the last episode, I posted a question thread on our Podwood Forecast community group on Facebook that you guys can join. It's open for ev- to everyone. And uh, after every episode, I post, uh, I pin a post in the group uh, for questions for you guys to comment. You can ask us anything, anything at all. 
we'll answer anything, honestly. Just test us. Try us. Um, so yeah, after this episode is out, you can, you'll, you'll go and you'll, you'll find it on there. And I usually try to tag everyone in it so they know about it. So, but, uh, in the last, after the last episode, you know, we talked about two great animes, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume (laughs) 3 and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, and we did have a comment from Lilia and I had to clarify with her to like, to clarify exactly what she was talking about. Um, so I did clarify that she is talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> That's what this question is, is um, regarding. So, and, and Mitchell, I'm really curious as to what your answer will be to this. Interesting. The question that Lilia asked about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is, how woke were they? They weren't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I can safely say that there's, there's really nothing in there. And here, here's here's the. I don't really I, care about that. I, I, yeah, I, and I know that you you you, yeah. know, you probably don't care as much, but I totally get it. They're good movies. Watch them. Yeah, yeah, they're good movies. They're, they're, so they're socially conscious movies. They're good. But I totally understand like people being concerned about that because uh, I, I don't I don't like the term woke. It's um, it's overused and I I, I don't but, take it, I can't take it seriously ever. But the thing is, is that's it's like super easy to say. Yeah. And usually, what people mean when they say woke is like, is there like a liberal or progressive agenda, like in in it, you know, or whatever. And woke is just much easier to say. Yeah. And and you know, I, I can I have, I can have those concerns in movies too. Yeah. It's like I, I don't like it when it's like too on the nose with a lot of stuff, but. Yeah, it's like yeah, some movies are like on the nose in nature and aren't very subtle about it, but Yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking about some some comic book movies and <coughs> you know, that's really not like a big point of the movies, so even if there is stuff yeah. in there that you would deem under that label like if a few lines or a couple frames with like like a poster in the background or something is enough to like and like turn you off from the movie then don't watch it i guess but like i mean there's good movies like there isn't even really any of that yeah so um but don't uh, worry about that it'll make it'll enjoying media will be so much chiller if you don't worry about that in my opinion i mean like if a movie has like something in it that i just like philosophically or fundamentally or or religiously just don't am not down with yeah then like yeah i don't like it when that happens and you know it's like i can't i can't support this movie yeah uh because it's just like so blatantly against things that i believe that i can't usually i i I feel like i have a pretty good tolerance for a lot of those kinds of things but i definitely have i definitely have like the line you know that if it gets crossed it's like uh, okay so right right so, but Lilia, not to worry, neither of these mov- movies are really woke in any way, really. Unless you're, like, against females being super... Heroes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just, like... It's just awkward to, like, define that in these movies. Like, there's no there's no point in really critically analyzing the, the woke meter on comic book movies. Because when there is stuff like that, it's like it's so background to the the comic book conflict of everything. 
like you know if it's it's like a social drama where that's like the whole point you know then yeah maybe it's a little more in the way if it's like the whole point of the movie but you know if i don't know they're comic book movies you know they're like any other comic book movie you've seen yeah pretty much I'm trying to think of an example. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not even woke, but the on-the-nose nature of that is, like, it's the most obvious on-the-nose, like, animal abuse, like, kind of, like, sure, yeah. PETA-like but messaging of it, but it's, like... You can take it But it's, it like, that who way. disagrees with abusing animals, even, right, yeah. even if PETA was, like, this is an amazing movie and PETA sucks, but, it's, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what, it's just a very vague, but it's super on-the-nose when you watch it, but it's still, like, everything... That's not a bad message. It's a good message, but it's, like, super obvious. But also, like, but it's a great in movie, the story, you know, you know they're care. I mean, spoilers. Yeah, and it's, but, it's totally related to, like, the movie and the characters. Yeah, and, and, and the characters, they're, like, you know, sentient talking things. Yeah, So exactly. it's, like, if they were, like, humans, it would still, like, be, like, oh, this is terrible, you know? So yeah. it doesn't even have to be, like, a, you know, on-the-nose um, and animal cruelty kind of thing. Like, if you're, like invested in those characters then you know yeah it's really sad yeah it's used in a sorry very, we're kind of minor it's spoilers in a, it's for used in a very uh, like authentic way that like makes sense for the story and it's it's really good yeah that movie yeah guardians 3 was awesome and most spider-verse was awesome yeah like pretty much like i'm i'm connected with a lot of conservatives i mean being a conservative myself I don't really know any conservatives that really had any issues with either of those movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Go watch them. They're fun. Yeah. Fun f- fun superhero movies. Enjoy. And if you haven't yet, listen to our episode that we did on it. So, um, yeah. Okay. That was the only question that we got. So, uh, everyone, leave a question on the, on the new thread. I actually also asked since we were going to talk about neon genesis evangelion this is a good segue unless we had anything else to talk about before we nah, got into not really it. okay well i asked before we record the episode what are everyone's thoughts on this series are you a fan what makes it special to you and steven commented never heard of it but i'm old <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I still enjoy listening to the podcasts, although I'm behind. <laughs> technically, it's like from the early '90s, so yeah. Technically, older people would be the ones who have heard of it. Yeah, that's so true. no shame, so my you man. You have no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, like, I don't know, Stephen. If you're, I have no idea if you would ever be into anime, but I think the movie I guess came it, out the year I was born. Let me look. I think it's '97. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I was I was two when this movie came out. I was three. Nice. <laughs> At least the release date. I'm sure I would have loved it as a three year old. I don't know if it came out earlier in Japan or something. Yeah, I don't know. Ninety seven, it says. So, Stephen, if after we talk about it, if it sounds interesting to you, we would recommend it. Um, this is, I will say, like disclaimer: if you haven't heard of this, um, we're gonna spoil the ever living uh, yes. garbage out of it. And spoilers uh, for Neon Genesis Evangelion. And if you, if you want a vague recommendation, if you haven't watched it and you're curious about it for some reason, uh, it's hard to recommend. I I think it's a masterpiece of like <coughs> like yeah. animation and media. I think it's like a masterpiece of its medium, but I. I don't think there's a lot of people I would just tell to watch it. 
Yeah. Specifically, like, the whole thing in general, but even if we were just talking about, like, the movie or, like, the show and stuff, um, it, it's really hard to just recommend it to anyone, which is weird because it's so popular. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. widespread popular. You would think it's pretty accessible, but it's it's weird to recommend it. <laughs> I would be kind of uncomfortable recommending it to people. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it like is. You have as to really be okay with like really intense, weird psychological, metaphorical stuff, at least for the later parts of the show in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. And you also have to be okay with like getting through all the stuff before it. Yeah. As well. Like if you just um, want a fun mecha anime, like of people fighting monsters, like then you'll probably dig it enough, but then the way it goes, it like becomes like the antithesis of a typical anime in a lot of yeah. ways. I mean, maybe nowadays it's seen as typical because it set the trend of crazy wild storytelling like that in a way. Like a lot of stuff was influenced by it and wanted to be like I feel it. like it pro- I but feel like it, is... it got a lot of inspiration from Akira. I wouldn't be surprised. Akira came first. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Akira is from the 80s. That's true, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see some influence, but... Yeah. I mean, no, they're not but similar, I honestly, but... honestly, yeah, I don't really put them parallel to each other, if I'm being honest. I would say if you like one or one or the other, you'd, you'd probably like the other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but, um, yeah, it is hard to recommend. I mean, me especially, I... This is why I'm nervous to talk about it. Yeah, I was really curious. I have mixed emotions about it. Yeah. Uh, I overall like it, but I definitely have some things that, you know, I I want to discuss. Yeah, like the main... So that'll make it an interesting episode today. The main thing, I'm I'm mostly excited to talk about the movie because I I like the show a lot. Um, I I like the show enough, and I I really like, uh, like the last few episodes especially, but for me, like, the big... The big drawing point of it is like the movie itself and and all that, which you can't have without the series. I still like the series, but like I I'm kind of okay just like rewatching like the movie at this point, like without yeah. rewatching the whole show. You know yeah. what I mean? Which yeah. I don't know if that's a hot take. I, I really like the show, <laughs> um, but it's it's not like like I, I always think of like the end of Evangelion, like the movie specifically when I think of, I don't think it's this. a hot take. I, and I think it, it, a lot of it has to do with but the, the end, the, the first ending, like the ending of the show yeah. and how people feel about that versus how they feel about end of Evangelion. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll, we, we can get into it. The yeah. non, non spoilers discussion we need. And we need the little break to, for me to play the, the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not, I'm now, now we're going to talk about it. Right there now. you go. I put in the theme song. Right oh, there. okay. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. I mean, we have a few minutes before we go into a break. I mean, we but... could talk non-spoiler stuff before the break and then go spoilers after. No. Yeah. That's what I was saying. We're, yeah. we're in spoilers. now. Oh, okay. I was um, just saying we have that. We have to have that little break for me to play the theme song. Yes. Because that's how I edit these episodes. And so true. I was, I'm ruining the whole magic of the show. I know I'm, what you're it's saying. getting inside baseball here. I know what you're saying. It's getting like really meta. You know. Anyways. Okay, put the theme song in here. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> 
Anyways, okay. Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's an anime. It is. Good job. Made in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, so... I guess I haven't really stated this in this episode, but this was my first time watching it. I watched yeah. it for the show. You had recommended it. Um, and so I watched it. And... Uh... <laughs> It was it was interesting because like you know I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, I had seen the poster of End of Evangelion and I was like, okay, I have a sense that it's gonna get like really weird near the end. Yeah, but like for forever, it seems like oh, this is just kind of a standard, you know, anime about you know robots fighting. Yeah, that's how it angels, starts out I because guess. um, because the show was kind of like it did start without the intention of being anything like too crazy. Is that, um, is that true? Yeah. Do we know that for sure? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. Like I, I've also been getting into, I forget his name. Uh, Ano. Uh, yeah. Hideki Ano. He directed yeah. like Shin Godzilla, which is probably the best Godzilla movie outside of like the original. Oh, one. I totally forgot he did that. He had directed Shin Kamen Rider this year, which is supposed to be amazing. Um, and, yeah, he's he's just like a really good director and he like worked on these and like yeah, but the show like it's it's kind of like I don't know if it's infamous, but it's like a very well-known thing like because they were basically writing the show as it went along. So they would write a show and then it would start an animation and while they're animating it, they'd be writing the next one. So he didn't like plan the ending from the start, but it kind of started out mm-hmm. as like a typical are we going to do a kind of like a mecha style anime and they're gonna like fight angels it's kind of a monster of the week type of deal um yeah literally. and then like the story kind of goes like way later during production like he started to get depressed and there's the story and it's been in like interviews and stuff where someone gave him like because he was like incredibly depressed so someone gave him like this book on yes. like psychology or something and he read that and it like blew his mind and it like started like it just like <laughs> I'm cha- going he to sa- change the entire course of this show I mean now. basically yeah he said he it just fascinated him so much like the human mind and the human condition and it just like warped him and then he started putting that into the show a lot and it wasn't like intended like that from the start but it just sort of fell into that which is why I do think the show is interesting in that regard because it you you can really like see like Anno and like his like his writing and like the themes he starts putting into the show. You can kind of tell like when that happens, and there's a lot of yeah. him in that show. And like, oh yeah, it, it's really fascinating, and and that's why it's like such an interesting thing to me because like it became something like he they probably didn't plan for it to become later on. And people like hated the ending of the original show. Mm-hmm. Like, they hated yeah. it. Like he got death threats over it. People, yeah. like, people vandalized like their actual studio. death threats. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I mean, they show, uh, I mean, kind of minor spoilers, Jeez, but they, sh- they show like the, the, <laughs> their studio with like graffiti all over it. And end of Evangelion what at one point. Heck? And yeah. What, and, a, what is it? Um, that term for, um, people who are like overly obsessed is it otaku parasocial oh otaku yeah otaku yeah otaku you otakus and the and end of evangelion i crazy. mean f- from my perspective end of evangelion is him just like 
I mean, some people kind of debate this or like say it's a yeah, little it overblown, is. but that movie is kind of like a, a big middle finger to like otaku culture in a way. Is that, like, it, it is, is it's something a big, that like, is debated. I'm still not entirely sure. It's like a big, uh, almost like slap in the face to like fans almost, which is why it's so cool. But I yeah. mean, we can get into that later. But yeah, so that's kind of the thing, you know, it's. That's what makes it so interesting because, like, he just went through a lot. You you cannot you cannot separate the creator from this show. Oh yeah, no, it, and it's like impossible, which is very unique from like most forms and of anything media. he makes. I feel like it's very apparent. Like you can when you watch something, you just can tell it's it's him. Yeah, you know. Well, like you watch it and you like you want to know about like the behind the scenes and like, yeah, like who, who made this? Like the ending of the show, they, they had to like redo it because there was like these gas attacks in Japan and the ending of the, the original ending of the show, it was like, wait, it was kind of like a, how a lot of stuff in the early two thousands, like in games or movies, it's like, Oh, it's too similar to nine 11. We have to completely redo it. It was kind of a similar thing where the ending of the original show is way too similar to these like gas attacks that like killed like over a dozen people. And it was a huge deal at the time. Oh, so they had like no money to finish the show. So that's why the ending of the show was like, yeah, yeah. That's what I had heard. And you know, what's funny when I, when I watched it, I was like mind blown. I like loved the ending. And I remember I talked to my friends and I was like, people really think that like this was only because of a no budget. I just thought it was like some (laughs) intentionally artistic way to express this story at the end. And I thought it was incredible. And I was like mind blown. And they're like, no, they, they just ran out of money, (laughs) but like it worked so well to me. Like I didn't know that. I personally, when, when I looked it up and saw people saying that I thought people were just assuming no, you I know. I personally wasn't the biggest fan of how it ended. Oh, personally. really? Yeah. I think it's wild. Like, I saw, like, I actually also thought that it was intentional. I didn't yeah. know about the whole, like, well, also because I knew that there was a movie after it. And I'm like, well, hopefully the movie, like, I mean, the movie is, is just, more satisfying than this. Yeah, because the movie, for those who don't know, um, the movie is just a different ending for the show it, it's it's the last two episodes it is, of, it's it's a different ending but it's also kind of still a continuation of where kinda, they left yeah off. but but it is basically like it it is essentially the last two episodes of the show just done from a different perspective from like in a different way but it is kind of meant as like an alternate ending yeah and that, and that's like confirmed that's like what it was you know yeah, like it can be seen as like a bit of a continuation, um, but it, well, yeah, because it was, like when it, was it comes to like, oh, you didn't like the ending, fine, I'll <laughs> make this for you. Well, uh, I mean, like he couldn't, he couldn't really make a complete ending because they lost funding. Yeah, and then they finally got funding because so you can almost see you, it as like a second chance in a way. But then, yeah, because, but then it's like what? But then the tone of the stories is completely different. Right. Know? Yeah. So maybe there were some changes, but like, oh, absolutely. When yeah. you you know when they like at the end of every episode they have the like oh the next time on yeah. Neon Genesis you can see that there were animations that were su- that were eventually in End of Evangelion. Yeah. So they planned to make that ending. They just weren't able to until they finally got parts funding of it. Yeah. It. Parts of it. Yeah. yeah. And they probably you know. Uh, Anno probably made a lot of changes with mm-hmm. all the like psychological stuff, which yeah. I thought was all the stuff with Shinji, especially. It's yeah, like, it's like completely like in terms of like the characters, like where they end up. It's like total opposite. Yeah, 
we'll get I, into it. We're being vague right now, but we'll yeah. get into it. Yeah, I guess we should probably explain like exactly what's going should we on. Just start getting into spoilers. Uh, actually, after we this can, break, we've already kind of gotten to in, into spoilers. Yeah. but we'll get into more spoilers after these messages. Uh, we're this a commercial for Tang. Okay. You know it's uh, yeah yeah because. Uh-huh. I was actually thinking that it would be really funny if I got some tang and I like made us some tang for us to drink you on should've. the show, but I never got time to like actually buy some. Aww. We usually have some at home, but we ran out. The viewers would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would really only be for like for us for like giggles. Yeah. But like, yeah, for those of you who don't know, tang is kind of like a, a little meme that's attached to Neon Genesis Evangelion, and we'll explain it. After this break. That LCL, though. What? LCL. What is LCL? That's the Tang. That's what it is in the show. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. God, fake it's fan. Just, it's it's just, okay. It's, it there's so many goo. terms. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like they explain that. Yeah. Anyways. Whatever. Fill my heart with song. Let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, in other words, I. Hey guys, Clifford here. Mitchell isn't here currently, so I'm joined by A.I. Mitchell, and we wanted to tell you a little story. Isn't that right, A.I. Mitchell? That's totally right, my best friend Clifford. When we started this podcast a few years ago, one of the coolest things was being able to read the reviews that our listeners left us. It was so encouraging and exciting to see the feedback. Yeah, it was a super cool time. However, I learned that when you go to Apple Podcasts to look at your reviews, It only shows you reviews from people in your own region. So, like, the only reviews that would show up were people that lived in the U.S. Wow, that's crazy and kind of silly. That's when I learned about my podcast reviews. They allow you to read reviews from people from anywhere in the world. When I signed us up, I saw reviews from people I had never seen before from different parts of the world. It was so cool to see that people from different countries were enjoying our podcast. Hello, everyone from Germany. And so... Years later, we have now partnered with My Podcast Reviews and are spreading the word. If you have a podcast, sign up now with our affiliate link in the episode description and sign up for their seven-day free trial. You'll never miss another review again. Your listeners will love hearing their names and reviews shared in your podcast, and it's so easy for you. Just add your podcast, or all of them, and they do all the rest. No more checking all 175 Apple Podcast regions and other apps. No more screenshots. They send the reviews to you in text you can easily copy and with shareable links for every review. Again, go to our affiliate link in the episode description and sign up for my podcast reviews today. Anything else to say, A.I. Mitchell? I think that you are to say happy for me and the whole family. Okay, it looks like A.I. Mitchell is getting a little confused. Gonna have to put him to bed. Good night at Nick at Night. 
<coughs> if you want to be a furry man, get inside the club to dance with the fursuit on. If your song comes on and it's mine, you just got to wiggle that furry butt. Dance to the beat of rocking guitars, amaze yourself with the bass that moves your butt. Now you're a fan of fursuit dancing. Let's party it out and wiggle those furry butts. DJ is back. With another rockin' beat that Fly me to the moon Hello And make me The moon Under stars There's been a lot of moon stuff in my life There's the moon theme song from Evangelion There's the super moon recently that happened And then I played Was there actually a super moon? Yeah, there'll be another one at the end of this month I had no idea. And then uh, I played <laughs> Final Fantasy IV, so for those of you who know, you know the moon. Am I right? YK, YK. But yeah. Well, that's a, it's like a Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah no. I was like, I wonder if people know that this song wasn't written for the show. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm a sure a lot of people song. don't. It is a very famous song. Yeah, no, it is. Anyways, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's taking a Let's get drink of water. Let's to it. Let's just jump right into it. You were mentioning in between uh, talking about the, the locusts. Um, yeah, it was all locusts sound. outside, and I was like, it's like the show. That was one thing that I... That was one of the first things that I noticed and appreciated about the show was that I liked how it was comfortable with, like, long moments of like nothing really happening yeah there's like like some just kind of like silence no dialogue just kind of you know like there's nice uh, moments like that semi-controversial moments like ray and asuka and the elevator elevator scene like 50 which i didn't even realize was controversial until like i started going on youtube oh they only did that because they're cheap and wanted to save money and it's like (laughs) because some people were like oh like it's however long the episodes are like watching it live and like over a minute of it is just a still image. Like they're so cheap, but then like the director's cut, it's like still the exact same length. You know? It was very intentional. And that's like the it thing. Seemed that's intentional. like, that's what's cool about stuff in the show is like, there are moments like that or like the scene at like the train station, the elevators, a lot of like quiet moments like that, that do kind of like drag on uh, in like a good way though. Like they, they sit and yeah for short for like episodic like anime like that back in the day that is kind of like risky to do because very people would get bored by that you know yeah, so it's, very it's art cool. housey <laughs> like stuff like that the show has like it has really good ambience i love the sound design it has a lot of good like art amazing some specific i can't name any like specific moments really because it's been a while but i remember um when i was watching the show I remember a lot of episodes and really impressed me with the editing specifically, like a lot of really good Mm -hmm. editing moments. There's a lot of like hard cuts, yeah, you know, on like really intense moments of like hard cut to something. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It's really like just such a very well, like really well crafted, like really, I think it's like really well paced. Yeah. Agreed. um, Stuff like that. But yeah, those, those things I I noticed right away. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm gonna enjoy this, you know. Yeah. Um, I will say there's like a there's like a, a section in the middle of of the show where I was like I was getting a little 
a little tired of it. Yeah. I was like, they're just kind of doing the same thing every week. And yeah. the characters are getting a little annoying, you know, <laughs> and, and it's sometimes it's kind of tropey, you know. Oh, yeah. But I still pushed on. It you is know. tropey, but I, I do think that a lot of it is only tropey because of the show itself making so many future things after it, like, copy it, you know. Like, obviously, it's not, like, the first anime ever, but I do right. think, like, at the time, a lot of it wasn't seen as, like, overdone things for shows. Yeah, it was probably so still kinda, pretty fresh at the time. it kind of set the stigma, and going back, a lot of it is, for sure. That was my problem the first time I watched shows. Like, I hate anime where the main character cries all the time, and, <laughs> and oh, it's, like, the girl character, but she's like, I don't like you, and she's, <laughs> like, there was stuff where I was like, oh, it's so tropey and annoying, but it's, like... Yeah, you know, I, obviously I got over that when I rewatched it. Ended up really liking it, but there there is a lot of stuff where, uh, like at the time, you know, it, it wouldn't really have been seen as like a eye roll tropey kind of yeah. thing to do with certain elements like that. But and I do have to mention um, the fan service. Yeah, got a bit much yeah that's the stuff i still don't vibe times. with in any anime that, yeah that's my big problem with the medium in general i, I never like that yeah especially when uh, most of the characters are underage yeah and the thing is i i understand i mean i don't i'm not like um agreeing with it or like affirming it or anything but like japan only recently changed their age of consent to 16 yeah just recently before it was like that, yeah, that's like a that. problem I, I always had with some stuff like that. Is just it's just kind of awkward. Yeah, it I, is awkward. I, I agree with that. I never I never really jived with that. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, time, the movie itself kind of criticizes. That's that the culture. thing is that at the same time, later, like at the end of the show and in the movie, it's almost kind of like it almost kind of like flips it, it on point, its head. It points a finger at the audience and yeah. says, "You're disgusting." Yeah, like, but also it's probably pointing at Anno himself, maybe? I don't know. Shinji uh, is kind of like a confirmed audience surrogate. Okay. Like, yeah. even, even for the show, he was. You know, yeah. just for the movie, but for the show. And I feel like, I guess we can start getting into some of the deeper things now, but stuff like that, even though I don't like it, I do feel like, for the point, the point of it in the show is to elevate, like, kind of how pathetic shinji is when it comes to stuff like that yeah like that's all he thinks about and stuff and he doesn't actually like respect these people and it's like very like kind of on the nose of this i mean obviously a lot of it is fan service they sold figurines and otaku nerds and people dudes in like their 20s and 30s like thought like all <laughs> the anime girls were like super hot and bought statues yeah. of them and stuff like obviously they played into it like i don't <laughs> think it was all like self-aware i think they were it was legit fan service for people, which yeah. I, I never vibe with, but I do, I do think the fact that it's in service of Shinji's like weird self conflict and tension with it does and what he wants that. from people. Yeah. And then the movie ends up like turning it on its head and being like, yeah. look how like horrible you are. You right. Know? And for those of you who don't know, fan service in at least the anime context is like showing girls and like sexualizing girls and yeah. women. You know, I only knew heard about that kind of fan service when I came across a video on YouTube uh -huh. of this guy talking about fan service. I was like, oh, yeah. I thought fan service was like showing 
Dr. Octopus on Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, you know? that is like another form of it. Yeah, that's like how we understand But when you service. refer to an anime, that's typically what is associated with it is right. like sexualization. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of the same That's thing. even an issue in a lot of like video games and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, is there not a single like woman in this game that dresses normally? Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's always been an issue in like anime stuff that's kind of a trope with the genre yeah. it's, i feel like it's gotten better especially a lot of more like so like Final Fantasy 16 was like pretty good about stuff like that and yeah. um but it, it always was an issue in like anime and that was something that always bugged me because i always felt like if i felt Im- I, I never wanted to watch something if i feel like if someone walked in i'd be embarrassed about it you know <laughs> and to an yeah. extent this it's show has like. elements like that where i'm like this is kind of weird you know <laughs> Um, yeah, but I just wanted to briefly. It, it's kind of a consequence that. of the medium in some point, but I, I'm able to look past it. Yeah, I think it, it kind of makes but up for really it with like it. what it says at the end. Yeah, it's not yeah. excusable, and like if you it's if you like guys aren't comfortable with that, then you probably won't like this. Yeah, yeah, we're not excusing it at all. It's I mean, just man, like, I it's grew up thing. on Dragon Ball, and like some of the stuff that happens in that show is, is weird, really? dude. So, I, I mean, it was. Censored. I don't even know. They censored a lot of it, rightfully, for when it was like on Cartoon Network and stuff. But like, uh-huh. you watch the normal versions, and it's literally like, huh. like Dragon Ball. It's like Goku walking in on Bulma wearing underwear and then like slapping her butt or something. Oh god! So it's just like it's super <laughs> awkward, you know. And that, that's, that's hashtag always, problematic. It's just always been an issue, so it's no surprise there. But. Yeah, it is kind of a cultural thing, but that doesn't mean that it's okay. You know, yeah, people but. get defensive about it. They're like, no, it's in the, you know, but it's like, yeah. It's, a little, it's okay. If people, <laughs> it's okay if people think it's weird, but you yeah. can still you can still love something and criticize those elements of it. Yeah. You know. Anyways, moving on from it, uh, where do we move on from there? <laughs> um, uh, what's your general and outside of the movie? What what's at what point in the show did it kick up like pick up again for you after you started to find it boring? And then what did you not really like about the original ending? The um, original last two episodes. Okay, so take me on your journey, your Im- impressionist journey. Of my the impressionist show. journey. Uh, it started to pick up for me when, like, when the plot kind of started picking up. When yeah. there was like more things coming out about. Um, oh man, I'm forgetting names of things, but like the organization and like all the conspiracy like stuff. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. When that stuff started, like picking up more and like seeing more like oh nerve isn't like what it seems yeah. and so i was like okay i'm getting like things are happening now it's and, not just and there, and so kids much. fighting uh angels you know it's it's like and there's growing so much lore stuff with like adam and eve and the egg yeah and, and that's one of my favorite things and the about it it's honestly. really interesting and cool but I, the first time i watched it i really like i didn't really know like what all of that uh, it was a little I confusing did, at it, first, but it, I, I did I actually have it. to watch a video yeah, after finishing it to like fully understand it that's there but it's really not in the forefront of the show so it's like it under, isn't it's understandable and, and i understand it but it was also kind of it kind of goes into a, like what i didn't like about the last the two final episodes i i liked them but like the way it just ended It's like shockingly optimistic. Maybe I could love myself. Maybe my life could have a greater greater value. value. That's right. I am no more or less than myself. I am me. I want to be myself. I want to continue existing in this world. My life is worth living Living here. here. 
Congratulations. 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 Uh, thank you all. Well, it's it's not even just that it's optimistic, but it like it drops everything. It yeah, drops yeah. all the things that I was like really interested in. Like yeah. I was I was interested in like Shinji's whole like psychological journey and such but like right. i still like you know i still care about like i want to know what the angels are yeah i, I want to know what nerve is doing you know and that's why fans sent him death threats because they were like what what happened what, what? <laughs> because i mean that was the thing Ano he got so into like those themes that yeah. he was like i'm gonna make the show about and this, it's not like i didn't that's gonna be the climax yeah like, and it's not ending. like i didn't like or, or even love i love those parts about it yeah but like i kind of i wanted both you know yeah, exactly and, and, I, like, and I think it's still I don't I, I don't think it's even a hot take to not really like that original. I mean, a lot of people like both, but I feel like there is still some contention over which ending's better. And I I don't think it's like I don't think there's really one precedent opinion that's like majority. Yeah. Of like, oh, was it an, was the original ending really good or really dumb or. Um, I yeah. personally really liked it for some reason. I just think I'm really into. I love psychological stuff like that, so I I ended up being really yeah. Into, and personally, I was like confused by some of the bigger lore stuff. So I guess for me it worked, but I I get why it didn't for people at the time. But I, he, but I respect yeah. it a lot that he was just like whatever. Well, I guess it. like I, I you know I was confused about it, but that's like I I wanted to know more. Like I wanted more closure with right. that. But it's not like I don't have a problem with like dedicating two whole episodes on like the whole philo- philosophical psychological things behind the show. Yeah. Like I love that. I just wanted. I also cared about the story and I wanted yeah. more closure there. So, but for me, it's like it's not even a big deal, anyways, because like end of Evangelion happened. Yeah. So like I can have both of those things. Yeah, and that, that's what's cool about it. Yeah. You know, we, we, it was the a show, little confusing. The show had its cake and ate it too. Kinda. Right. Yeah. And both people are like I. I don't really like choose one over the other. I think they're both symbiotic, and I, I think. I think both yeah. endings are like necessary for the other one to work. Yeah, you know, if like Although, I feel like if the show end didn't have the last two episodes of the original, but end of even Gillen, it would still be cool. But yeah. I think the original one happening and then getting end is like, yeah, we, it kind of elevates it. It makes it way more interesting and kind of like, I don't know, it's fascinating. It There's is fascinating never, stuff like stuff like this is just bizarre. And, yeah, um, uh, although I, I like was it. a little confused uh, going into End of Evangelion because I was like, "Wait, why is Shinji depressed again?" You know, yeah. like, what did he not? Did he not go through all of that before? You yeah, know? I guess like we can slide into it. What what's your what was your like reaction to the movie? Uh, did you really feel? Did you kind of like understand what was happening? I mean, I was loving my experience, but it was more because it was like, I don't know what's going on, yeah. but you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in for the ride, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like finishing it, there was a lot of like perplexion and like, 
But I was like, I'm definitely going to have to watch a lot of yeah. videos on this on YouTube, you know? And I think a part of the, like, I, I remember when I finished watching it, I I wasn't even ready to pretend I actually understood what was happening. Yeah, but, same. So it just, and it, I wasn't even but sure if I... it impacted me, and I just knew I loved it, and a lot of the, like, existentialism of it, like, it kind of transcends this point of being about a single story and becomes mm-hmm. a very, like poignant serious conversation like with the audience in a way like it drops just being about a plot it -hmm. tries to elevate and then i think and then there's the shot where like hard cuts and like live action the eyes open and it shows like the theater yeah imagine being in an actual theater when that happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) and showing the the whole audience crowd that's us (laughs) yeah like it's it's really interesting and just like it just gives me goosebumps thinking about it still yeah i liked a lot of that and i felt like end of evangelion balanced uh like plot story stuff with the psychological philosophical stuff a lot better yeah and so i am i am appreciated that a lot more so and it's just like it's end of evangelion is like it's terrifying yeah I think it's horrifying, which uh-huh. is why I like it. And uh, I guess in contrast, uh, I'll, I'll kind of do a little comparison, but the original ending, it's it's kind of this strangely like optimistic thing where Shinji, he finally like breaks through and finds a reason to be happy with his own existence. And he, Congratulations. Yeah, like the, it's like so bizarre. It's funny because it's like, I, I hate to say Lynchian, but it is like this weird. Well, like, yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. This so, very yeah. stark, stilted like demeanor <laughs> and delivery to everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, but in like a, a bizarre, like fascinating way, and because the whole point of the show, it's like Shinji. He's kind of supposed to be like an audience surrogate, but it's like he doesn't really find purpose in his life, and he is always like struggling with his relationship with like the other girls and he he wants to please his dad so he he is the he wants to be the ava pilot but he hates doing that but he wants to do it for his father and his father never approves of him but he keeps doing it anyway he's a people pleaser and it's he he never really does anything for himself and he doesn't get what the point of his existence is and no one wants to really validate him and there's all this stuff with like the spirits of like adam like uh, shows up and he's like the only one to ever just kind of show him unconditional love but then he has to kill him so it's like he loses all purpose in life and he just doesn't know what to do and the end of the show yeah. is kind of this uh, breakthrough where he finally accepts himself and it's like this happy go lucky kind of weird ending <laughs> that's supposed to be like a so like you did it like good job it's just like a therapy yeah. session that it's goes funny. really well it's funny because know? i had actually seen that clip before and <laughs> yeah. i had no idea it was from neon genesis yeah i had two before i saw it. i was like oh yeah. that's what that's from because i think it was a meme for a while and people were like what the heck is this anime <laughs> you yeah know? it's really funny too because um I was on Instagram. This this video got recommended to me, and I wasn't even looking for. I hadn't looked for anything Neon Genesis related, but <laughs> it's this video of the the caption is like basically the ending of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it's this video of this family 
surrounding this dog at a birthday party at a <laughs> table, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the that. dog's just like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's so happy. <laughs> he's so, what is going on? I love you. <laughs> and then end of Evangelion is they took the dog out back and shot it, <laughs> um, because or choked it rather. Yeah, like <laughs> literally because. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like the ending of the show. It's like Shinji ends up like basically he becomes he reconciles with himself, and it's like a happy ending for him. And and mm-hmm. it like goes back. It opens up with the hospital scene. Uh, yeah, where it's in literally <laughs> the hospital scene, like talking <laughs> about how like screwed up he is afterwards and stuff. Yeah. And then the whole he's just like depressed the whole movie. Yeah, he just mopes around. And everyone Sato has to carry him around. Yeah, everywhere, and he's, basically. it's like I remember when I was watching. I was like, "Do something, dude! <laughs> yeah. um, you're letting everyone just die." And cra- but it's like that's the point. It's like it's the total opposite of like the ending of the original show. Like he does not like. Have so that is it moment. supposed? That's where I was confused. Is is that supposed to be alternate to the ending of the show? Or did the the ending of the show happen, and then all of a sudden he's just depressed again? See, I I don't really know if he planned for the original ending to have this. I don't think the original ending was going to have this same character arc. You can't really Mm -hmm. even call it a character arc and end, but but certain events were from the movie were going to be in the final two episodes. But I think because he got such a negative reaction to how they made the... I think conceptually he tried to play out his original ideas as best as he could in the ending. I, I haven't researched okay. this. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But then it goes like the reaction to the ending was so like negative and, and like visceral death threats and people hated it and demanded like they fix it or something. So he basically just turned it around and did the exact opposite. And you can almost see it as like this weird self insert too, where it's just, him being like defeated he's like fine i'm gonna like you know fine, yeah. i'll kill all your favorite characters <laughs> i'm gonna kill all your favorite characters and shinji's gonna be mopey and and i'm gonna like make fun of otaku Golger by having him do what he does in the hospital scene and it's like really messed up and it's kind of makes you realize like oh like yeah you know it's very like finger pointing like this is you yeah and um and he doesn't really have that moment and i mean also props to the japanese voice actor when i rewatched it like the scene where he like screams when he's being like lifted up into the air yeah you know when um when like the instrumentality the human instrumentality project goes through and the world is basically ending and he's screaming and then the yeah. cr- and then the credits hit. i love i love the <laughs> way the credits hit in the middle too because it's so cool. I don't know if you noticed, but I love that the credits are all in the middle of the movie because it's like two episodes. But then when the actual like end of the the second part ends, it just hard cut ends, and there's not like another pair of credits. Yeah, which is really cool. And, like, yeah, the, that's the true. Final, yeah, and the final line is just Asuka calling him disgusting. Yeah, you know, it's like it's the total opposite. Like he's just becomes this like self loathing, like irredeemable, like angry person in end of evangelion like he doesn't succeed in like self-reconciliation and there's like the part where he's complaining about like oh like you girl like he's like complaining about how the girls he just wants them all to be nice to him and stuff and he's just like pathetic in it yeah yeah and i i don't know i guess i was also a little confused by the the end of end of evangelion (laughs) 
with him choking her again. Because, like, I guess I kind of thought that he did have a little bit of a breakthrough. Because he's like, oh, no, I don't want this instrumentality thing to happen. I want us to be... I want everyone to go back to being like their own individual person, he, and then yeah. it happens. And well, then he he's basically like, lets the I'm world end. Choke her again. <laughs> yeah, well, basically lets the world end and like agrees to let like humanity start over essentially. But then he's like yeah. trapped there, and I don't really know for sure like why Osuka, why Osuka's there. But I think it's something like they allowed her to be there, but then like as some kind of second chance. But then he just immediately was like, oh, like you were mean to me. It's just, it's just a further confirmation of how irredeemable he was in the end in a way. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I was curious what, what your interpretation of that was. Cause that's still the, one of the things that is bugging me is like what, and what that means, you know, yeah. cause I'm still processing I think a lot of it. And, I, and to be fair, I kind of am too. Um, you <laughs> know, some people who are like professionals and have seen it a hundred times and have had Evangelion have experts. had like since it came out many years to digest it um I've only really see, I've only seen it twice for some a couple years ago but it is one of those things where watching it again too it was it, it was even better yeah and yeah like the ending I just felt like was a confirmation of just how how much he just gave up as a person and gave up on humanity like he he doesn't really he doesn't like even fight really or do anything in his pilot like the whole yeah time. he gets he gets in the ava and then he just gets lifted yeah. <laughs> by the 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 angel looking and, things yeah and that scene when uh come sister todd is playing that whole sequence of the world ending which by the, the way it means come sweet death in yeah. english the whole like the scene where it's like all the crosses shoot up and uh the like everyone on on the planet just dies and you hear all the screaming like that part like sh- gives me shivers yeah man. and then the music it's is horrifying. going horrifying uh, uh, yeah uh, I, I love <laughs> when like crazy unsettling scary stuff happens but you have like an uplifting song yeah i love that I think yeah. it, it, it's so good and that whole sequence where that song is playing is like one of my favorite things like in any movie now yeah yeah i remember um, when that was sorry s- i touched your knee how dare you uh, but yeah that whole sequence i was the moment i knew i was like this movie's like blowing my mind and even though i don't really understand what's happening just the way <laughs> yeah. it, the way it's telling it and the way it's conveying these feelings because i think even if i can't piece together like every piece of lore and i don't know what's going on on a logical level all the time um i the feeling it was trying to give me was successful and and that's like what really matters you know because it really is kind of this strange uh, existential therapy session and it's just kind of supposed to make you think about your life and uh that's kind of where i ended up focusing was the feelings it wanted me to feel and it didn't feel too concerned with me like uh, stitching together like and understanding the logic of everything happening yeah um, but it just wanted to convey its message to me yeah I um, since because I was such a fan of a lot of the stuff that was happening in the plot mm-hmm. you know I, I did and you do get closure with that in this version yeah because like you, you see nerve get like ambushed and uh, you see the you see how the like the council like seal or whatever like how they succeed right yeah the whole point of the show was like these people want 
they want human they instrumentality. They want all humans on Earth which to unite, I, and they basically succeed. And I had to look up, you know, I had to watch a video or two to fully explain all of that because I didn't know what instrumentality was, yeah. and I didn't understand what the what's their name again, the, the like council shield or what. I forget. I, you I just said their I, name. Seal was that them? Seal. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, I didn't really fully understand what was what they were doing and all of that, and like what Nerve was actually trying to do. So yeah, watching a couple Nerve videos. Basi- yeah, because Nerve, they're basically like um, they just. Um, yeah, you continue. I'll let you continue. Well, I was just gonna say that watching a couple videos explaining a lot of that like really helped. Yeah. And when I rewatched it, I was able to like follow along a lot better with what was happening because like you know all the crazy stuff with like the girl being all huge and like the end of the world i'm like this is crazy but i wish i really understood exactly what was going on and i um recently was kind of re-watching stuff and analyzing and uh reading up on it again too and was kind of learning about like okay so like ray at the end she was like she's basically the spirit of eve and um I'm forgetting the guy characters, but the the spirit of Adam, the one character. Um, oh, the the last, the final angel dude. Yeah, I, I feel dumb. He's like people are gonna get pissed. I'm gonna look up his name, character but, list. But yeah, <laughs> he he's like the spirit of Adam, and there's a there's a lot of like s- symbolism, like uh, like what was it like. ACL fields um, were kind of supposed the to be AT the AT fields. AT, yeah, ACL. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm mixing up LCL, <laughs> yeah. LCL. Um, see, I'm not an expert, but yeah, the AT fields is kind of this like in the show in the combat sense of it, they're just force fields, but they're meant to be this sort of metaphor of the barriers we put up as humans, where it's like because I have a fear of rejection i'm gonna put up a barrier between other people so i don't have to worry about the risk of that that's kind of what the at field represent is the barriers we the psychological barrier barriers that we put up as humans it's yeah. like later on when they're like referencing all that that's like oh his at fields are rising and stuff and and then there's the whole thing. yeah that's that's it. the name of the guy you're yeah. talking about um, cause uh, he, and he's like the spirit of Adam and he was the only one that ever showed like Shinji, like just unconditional love and stuff. And that's why you got to touch him, but then he had to kill him and mess up. But yeah. But yeah. And then there's all the stuff with like the LCL and when they pilot the Evas, like the LCL fills it up and for like Asuka and Shinji specifically, their Evas are like inhabited by the spirit of their mothers. Mm-hmm. So it's like this whole thing of like, oh, it's like they're inside the womb of their mother and the LC- LCL stuff. It's kind of supposed to be symbolic of that Dang. and all this weird stuff. And um, yeah, yeah I, d- I looked into a lot of it and kind of started to get more of what it was going for with like it's all the terminology um, kind of like this whole Kingdom Heartsism thing, where it's like it's not that complicated. It's just a lot of stuff. If you really, yeah, wanna, if you really want to make a logical lot. sense of all of it, it's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel like if you just kind of take it at face value, you can still at least get a lot out of just the kind of feeling it exudes. You know? Yeah. Because I, I like to dig into the lore and stuff because I actually ended up finding it really interesting. But just the, um, the actual. Like all the metaphorical, like thematic stuff of it is what really ended up capturing me in the end. Um, I even, yeah. I think I put it in like my old letterbox review from like a year ago, but I remember when I first watched it, one of the first things I thought of when I watched End of Eva was how it was almost this 
weird contrast because there's an episode in the show where he sees this alternate world where he's living like a normal happy life and mm-hmm. whatnot and end of eva feels like the opposite of that where we see an alternate version of what was supposed to be a happy ending for him and now we're seeing an alternate version of like the most horrific ending for him possible yeah you know yeah. And that's why i'm interested in the rebuilds because there's supposed to be more of like an actual continuation in a way slash kind of remake okay um even though i heard some people really hated a lot of the early ones but then mm. i guess the final one they put out like ends up being really good but ano made all of them so yeah see like if he's involved in it you know yeah. i'm interested to check it out for sure but even if they're not good i feel like end of evangelion is like a good conclusion yeah to it all yeah I'm like I, I don't like know how much i really want to watch it but i'm curious about it just to see i'd watch it but but end of evangelion itself is um is kind of the highlight like the point of all of this for me yeah because i I just think that that film itself is just it's probably never going to be topped it's it's just like a it just blows my mind every time i watch it i just i loved everything about it i did want to say part of a lot of the mixed feelings that i have about the show mostly it's mostly in the last two episodes before end of evangelion there's a lot of stuff in terms of like the philosophical things that Mm -hmm. they explore and talk about some some things that they talk about that i just personally fundamentally disagree with yeah and so that kind of gives me you know like a kind of a just a little bit of a, a a bitter taste but the thing is is that the those last two episodes and the end of evangelion is very much ano just like figuring stuff out yeah that like hardly anything ever feels like an actual answer or conclusion yeah, really like, I don't so that's why i can give it a pass you know yeah because it's a lot of the like I mean, just for me personally, a lot of it is just like the kind of like uh, love yourself kind of phil- philosophy that I could just kind of go on forever about things that I don't really agree with ab- about that personally. Yeah. But like yeah, I said, it's also like the context of the show, too, like because if you take it in a general sense, but like it, it's very like contextual with. Yeah like Shinji's issues, especially, you know? Yeah. that's why I can mostly, I I pretty much just give it a pass. And Mm -hmm. like, and I, something that I always, well, don't always say, but I sometimes say is, (laughs) I'm talking about like chewing the meat and spitting out the bones. Yeah. Yeah. Like I am more come from the perspective of respecting yourself. I don't really like the, the phrase love yourself. Because I think that mm. for a lot of people, it, it kind of ends up creating more of a narcissistic uh, attitude. And I think that respect yourself, uh, like treat yourself as someone that you're looking after. I think that's a better way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really want, I didn't want to go too deep into that. But yeah. but yeah, that was just like some of the philosophical things where it's just like, mm, I don't really agree with that, but I do understand this, you know, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, and it's like that version of what you're thinking of too, it's like in the context of the show and the message it's told to that point, like does it align with the thing that you disagree with or does is it symbiotic with respect yourself? Right. that's how I see it, you know? Yeah, like, it's, I, it's like probably just the way that they like word it. Like I never it. saw it as like a... Um, I almost saw it, see it more as like a, you have to respect yourself to love yourself. You have to hold yourself accountable because like the point of Evangelion is like how 
uh, the end of Evangelion, like, is how unaccountable and selfish he was and how he wasn't able to love himself because he never held the negative aspects of himself accountable and he was selfish. Mm. And there's, like, the imagery where it's showing some, like, more, like, sexual, like, imagery when he's, like, arguing with, like... <laughs> Ray and Asuka and uh, like you know the other like female characters and stuff and he's like complaining yeah. about oh you guys are always so mean to me I just wish you were nice to me but it's like but <laughs> we but are he, nice to but you but <laughs> all he ever like saw them as was like sexual desire and stuff and it's like right you, yeah you can't you can't have people give you respect and if and you know it, it's kind of the actual contrast of the show where it's like he did that and he yeah. came to terms with himself end of eva is like the consequence of him not uh holding himself like accountable as a person for his flaws and his mistakes and therefore he doesn't deserve to love himself because he didn't so that's kind of okay, how yeah. i saw the mm -hmm. philosophy of it because um it's like he it wasn't to like oh love yourself unconditionally it's like you have to know how to love yourself and you can't just expect people to love you like unconditionally unless you are like return it in a respectful way and i'm kind of rambling in poor grammar, right no but, yeah exactly. but that's kind of how i saw it you yeah. know it's a very uh you know maybe like maybe how you saw the end of the original show the end of evangelion is kind of provides better context for what that message was supposed to mean by showing like the consequence of taking something like that yeah. for granted. I guess know? I'm still kind of like processing and trying to It's a lot. I trying still don't to mend know. those two together like the I last two I still don't know what I'm talking and... about half the time. <laughs> I, I'm kind of I kind of do well, this That's what thing. makes it a great podcast conversation yeah. is just kind of talking through it. Cuz I uh, like I'm thinking of like all this stuff. I hadn't really thought of that in depth before, honestly, but hearing that kind of made me think of it. And, you know, maybe a lot of this is very much not the point of it, but I, I do think a, a huge point of the end of this show and that is that it was kind of Ano figuring this stuff out and it was him sharing these themes and this message and it's sharing it with us and seeing how we can apply it to ourselves. And that's kind of like yeah. the cause for conversation. That's the kind of stuff I love. Like, like I'm not concerned with the logistics of it, but if I if I'm resonating with something uh, in any way, it's kind of like that's why I kind of described Southland Tales as providing a very similar vibe to me as this because it's like I don't necessarily know what's going on, but take the, a shot. But the uh, Mitchell mentioned <laughs> Southland Tales. But the way it like provides its message and its tone, it's like a very similar thing. Where it's like I don't exactly know what's happening, but I I I'm feeling the intended feeling. You know. Sure. So it's like a lot of this yeah. where, you know, maybe I'll watch it for a fifth time at some point and I'm going to be a huge lore nerd and I'm going to understand every <laughs> line of dialogue. But I, I don't really think that's the point of I think originally if Anno hadn't fallen into depression and read a, phil a philosophy book and gotten obsessed with that, maybe this show would have just kind of gone a more standard route of being more like high fantasy conceptual stuff and focusing hard on that but it became this weird like personal thing which is why i, f I find it so fascinating because it's like it doesn't feel like something that should do that like mm -hmm. a mecha anime that became like a existential philosophical nightmare end of the world yeah well, I did like how in the end, both of those things kind of just went hand in hand. Yeah. Like the end of the world and all the existential philo philosophy stuff. 
I liked that how then, it all like went together. And there's um, there's a really a couple of really good videos. Maybe after this, we can like watch one of them because I, I they're, probably they're watched short. some of them. There's yeah, I'll, we'll see. We'll see if we watched a similar one. But there's I a watched, couple. I watched the one from Folding Ideas. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, there's one where a guy just kind of talks about all of the. I can't remember if it was. Sigmund Freud. It was some like really famous philosopher, and he basically goes over how the show used all of this like specific philosopher's ideas in the show, and it's like clear that it's a very intentional. Oh, okay. And just like how deep it all really goes, and how smart, and how much source of actual philosophy the show actually used. Like it wasn't just some guy making it. It's based off a lot of really like legit like okay. stuff. And yeah, it's really cool and interesting, and it just. You know, it painted the show in a new light, and I, you know, it kind of makes me want to rewatch the show because I wonder, knowing where it goes from the start, will make it better. And I hear that's kind of the case. Yeah, and um, I, I found I've, that I've seen the movie twice now, and I watched the last couple episodes like a couple times too. Uh, but I, f- I do feel like I, I, I would want to watch the show. Like, I kind of talk about it earlier, like, oh, I don't like the show, but the movie's great. Like, I, I don't want to give that impression because I love the show. I just, I love the movie, like, so much that it kind of eclipses how much I like the show in a way. Yeah, I, um... <laughs> but maybe I don't I want like anyone the to show think, more if I rewatch it. Yeah, and I don't want anyone to think that, like, it's like, oh, if you had to, like, watch so many videos about it, then, like, it can't be that good. But it's more like, no, watching these videos helped me understand it more and helped me appreciate it more and, like, yeah. actually wanted, made me want to watch it again. That's, um, that's an interesting topic of conversation because I, I have heard people be like, if you have to watch a bunch of videos on it and you didn't get it, like, doesn't that mean it's, like, bad at storytelling or does that mean it sucks? But to me, some of the best things are pieces of work that make you want to seek out others perspectives mm-hmm. because especially with stuff like Final Fantasy 7 remake or like a lot of like crazy video games or Silicon Tales haha or End of Evangelion or just like or even like the near games like there's been a lot of really crazy stories I've experienced where I immediately just want to know what other people are saying about it because yeah. I it may be in a sense because, oh, I want to understand something more because I may have missed something. Mm-hmm. But then if you feel drawn to learn more about it, I think that's a compliment to it. Because if it piques your interest that much, it means something about it was done yeah, well. Because it, if you didn't want to learn more about it, if you didn't want to watch videos <laughs> about it, I I feel like that would just show a lack of interest and that means it failed. Yeah, it, it can know? depend on what it is like on it depends on the movie or the tv show or whatever because like you can have movies or tv shows that are very convoluted but there was like nothing about it that was like keeping you interested yeah so it's like i don't really want to know more like i'll um i'll dunk on a movie you like uh the green knight yeah example for me was like the green knight i didn't i didn't feel compelled to look up videos about it but you did, though. Because I, I did, just out of curiosity, <laughs> to see if it would change my mind, and it didn't. But I didn't really feel drawn to. Um, but it kind of makes me... This is going to be dorky, but, like... If it's like okay, you're a, a mo- Like, a, if a video game announcement or some kind of thing, an announcement comes out, and you're immediately like, oh, man, I got to see 
certain people's reactions to this or I go, yeah, I want to find a reaction video to this to see what, cause you're like invested in it. You're excited for it. And I think the same goes for wanting to learn more about something, you know, like yeah. if you feel really like sometimes I've done it out of the feeling of homework because I was just like, I don't get it. Do I like, <laughs> do I do it? Maybe if I understand it, it'll make me like it more. But mm. the ones where I know I like it, but I want to learn more and I want to see what other people say about right, it. Right? Yeah. Um, that's those are the exciting ones to me. Yeah. And I think and you this like want to dive more big, into the world. Yeah, and I don't think anyone watches this and completely understands it on a logistical level right away. But I, I think that was a big element of what kept this show and this movie in a line of conversation forever, pretty much because people just wanted to talk about it with each other yeah you know and that those are the best things the things that make people want to talk to each other and like figure it out because um it, it's one thing to be confusing and like really high concept and kind of overwhelming uh and not really make sense at first impression it's another thing to just not make sense and just be like poorly written and be boring and feel thrown together and just feel like a bunch of ideas thrown at a wall you know yeah because this it's like it, it feels very meticulously crafted you know if it just felt like a bunch of like ideas thrown at a wall yeah uh, I mean, you can maybe say that a little bit more about the original ending because it almost literally was because they had to kind of scrap an ending together at least visually i think conceptually they had it all but visually they really had no money left but right yeah i mean it's just one of those things that happens, you know, yeah. you just run out of money, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I guess I want to, I wanted to give a shout out to some of the videos that I did watch. I think, uh, yeah, I did watch this one. Uh, the one that like does a really good job at like explaining the lore and everything plot wise happening uh, it's called Explaining Evangelion, the Lore of Japan's Most Brilliant Sci-Fi. Yeah. And that was by Zach Argna. Argna? <laughs> I don't know. It's got like three million views, so it's pretty easy to find. Super uh, Eyepatch Wolf had a nice video. Um, it's called like In Defense of the Elevator Scene or something. Oh, I, I didn't watch that, but I I've it's really s- good. I've seen it's that not recommended. just about that scene, but he it's a it's a good video. It's funny. I think it was because when I came across that, I was like, wait, people don't like that scene. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, weird. I, th- like, I liked it. People really hate on it. That that's a good video. Full uh, of uh, folding ideas has a good video. Folding ideas. He's yeah. kind of where I got the more uh, the bigger idea of it being like a, a throw in the face at fans like a right finger to fans because he goes a lot more in depth about that some people contend that idea as being a little overblown but that it, it's what makes sense to me i mean in the movie during the little live action bits which i love by the way um, yeah i yeah, love those fun. parts but i well uh, and they, they do a lot of different like animation style experimentation yeah. i like that here's some like cg like 3d stuff but there's a uh, it's a shot of a, a building with like graffiti all over it. And that was their animation studio and people had like vandalized it. Oh, and, like, they like wrote and were like, well, yeah. They didn't they also s- like show like shots of the actual like death threats? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, all in Japanese. So I couldn't read So I couldn't yeah, read it. And then but. they're like cutting to the audience. And it's, it's like <laughs> crazy. You, it's, it, that's you why I'm like, it ha- there has to be some self-awareness of like a little bit. Him yeah. Just venting a little bit about, that but it's a big it's it's a big criticism of like that otaku culture and 
and like fans like over sexualizing characters and uh the d- demand like they're like what's all this exist- we want more cool robot fights and <laughs> asuka being cool and all this stuff and then the first half of that movie is like you basically get all that yeah um and then <laughs> after the credits roll halfway th- that I know I mentioned it before, but I want to reiterate, I love that the credits roll halfway through, just like at the most intense, like awkward part it possibly could. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like, what? And <laughs> and then, uh, and then when the movie actually does end, there's no, it just ends. There's no credits. She just disgusting. calls Shinji disgusting and then it hard cuts and it's over. <laughs> Happy ending. That's, that's all you get. Bye yeah. bye. But yeah. You got your credits in the middle of the movie, so... I, I just love to think of the idea of him being, oh, you didn't like my ending? Fine, I'm going to kill all the fan-favorite characters and uh, make Shinji irredeemable. Everyone evil, dies. And it's going to end with uh, Literally. him choking your favorite character. Everyone turns into Tang. Yeah. He also, <laughs> I noticed a, a nice detail about that was apparently um, an aspect of when they're all seeing like a person right before they turn into the the tang the person they see is apparently supposed to be the the person whom they loved the most and so they they see the person they love but i guess whether that's like romantic or not can be not specifically just just love in a general not romantic but just the person they love like yeah because like uh maya sees uh ritsuko yeah like i don't think that she she was just like her mentor and she was the person she respected most in her life you know yeah it's like you see the person you love the most you know yeah um and that's why like you know his dad like ends up seeing his mom which was like his whole point of the show basically and yeah um and all that it's there's just a lot of stuff like that little details and there's a lot of like really like not even just like the the tang part but like there's a lot of brutal deaths it's it's very violent compared even compared to the show like like asuka's like death quote-unquote like her final it's battle so is brutal. brutal yeah she gets like speared through the eye and then the, the I, l- I love are, like, that ripping scene, all though. the guts out of the eva and they like pull the guts into the air and, like, <laughs> it's crazy it's a good feed scene. on her basically It's a really good scene. Though, yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, before before all that, I never, I didn't really care for Asuka that much. Yeah, but they definitely did a better job at like building more on her character. Yeah, like in especially the end. all the stuff when they finally start establishing her backstory with her mom and stuff in the show too. Like that's when I started to see her as a far more interesting character. Yeah, she's um, not just like a you know attractive character to be annoying or whatever you know she actually has more depth which they you know they they address that like why she's like that you know she's like a she's a she's um you know what's the word that i'm looking for she's angsty but she's also you know always she's always wants she has to be the best you know and she has to you know like prove herself yeah if you don't open your mind to her, your Ava will not move. You're saying this is my fault? I'm blocking myself? Yes, Ava has its own mind. It's just a big toy. Then you don't know? Ha! Now I know something's up when Wonder Girl starts talking to me. What's up? Are you happy that I'm having trouble with my Ava now? Well, don't worry, because when the next angel comes, our invincible shit 
kid, you will ride out and destroy it! We little girls won't have to fight anymore! They only need the pathetic Shinji! I thought it was bad when Shinji was nice, but when an emotionless wind-up doll like you start being sympathetic, I'm doomed! I am not a doll. You are! You do anything you're ordered to, don't you? You'd kill yourself if your commander told you to, wouldn't you? Of course. <gasps> And that's what I, I always like Misato a lot too. Misato is great cool. too. I think it's weird that she kissed Shinji at the end, but here's <laughs> I I think that's weird, but I have an opinion on that. That he imagined it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that this is my take. I, I haven't read into this. I don't know. It could just be it could just be very surface level and there's nothing to look into it. But whenever he watched it, I, I was like, this is like awkward. Like, I don't like it, but yeah. I think it's because one, she had gotten shot. Right. I think. And she's like, Oh, there's more to that. When you come back, I don't think she meant it. I think she knew she was going to die and she was just desperately trying to motivate him to do anything <laughs> do something. because he was like she had literally had to pull him by his arm and like drag him across the floor while people are shooting guns at them and right he's like, and i think it was just her last ditch effort to give him any kind of motivation to even try to fight them off in the eva because she was trying to get him to his ava unit and she was shot she knew she was going to die she she wasn't going She's to sleep like, with they're him. not gonna arrest if she had me lived, for this. she wasn't actually gonna sleep with him <laughs> and he got back but i that's my take is that that was her last ditch effort to hmm. instill in him any kind of motivation because she knew he was a horny little teenager <laughs> and he, she knew horny that he like looked at her like that and i think that was just her desperately trying to get him to like Stop being that so mopey. That's how I see it. It could be, and and, and that also paints him in an even worse light that he had put her down to such a desperate position, and that he was being so selfish. Yeah, you know, she does even say like before she dies, she's like, "Did I do the right thing?" Yeah, you know? so like, that's kind of how I see that. Like, I don't think it's her actually yeah. being like, "Ooh, I want to kiss him." It's still really sad when she dies. It is, yeah. So. I would have changed the carpet like Asuka suggested. Right, Pen Pen? Kashi, my love, I did do the right thing, didn't I? Because I ended up really liking her in the yeah. end and how they explored her character. And that's what I like about it is that, like, all the existential like exploration of the psychology of the characters. It's not yeah. just about Shinji. And I think I even watched a video about how Ano like put himself in like all the characters. Oh, and, like yeah. all the main characters. And Definitely. Shinji, Asuka, even Rei and Misato. Like it's he put all of his insecurities in there. And, yeah. And that's what I really do like about the last couple of episodes is how they do explore each of those characters and their insecurities. Yeah, definitely. And and it's good stuff. A lot of it is really good stuff, you know. So. Yeah, it's it's just 
what was like this monster of the week mecca we're gonna fight cool monsters and it's kind of just like typical anime stuff from the beginning like what i thought it was gonna be becomes this just show and message about the human condition and why and like this study on like why do humans not even specifically these characters but just like why do and that's like it becomes on the nose when it literally has a theater of people like (laughs) show up like us the audience like show up in the movie where it's like why do we put up our own at fields like what are what are our at fields and like what why are we the way we are what are we selfish about what do we need what can we do to deserve to love ourselves or do we actually respect ourselves yeah like it just becomes this whole thing that like really makes you think about a lot it really makes you think (laughs) it 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 do make you think though it just peaks your it just picks at your brain a lot and makes you want to think about stuff like that you know it do Um, make you think and it's just really successful in that and it's it does it in a way that's also tied to an interesting like fantasy story, sci-fi story, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's not just exclusively like metaphors, maybe with the exception of like the final two episodes of like of the original ending being a lot more like dropping those aspects. But yeah, when, when uh, becoming like a, having this symbiotic relationship with the end of Evangelion and the final two episodes, it just becomes this whole thing of like, it's both an interesting story with, like logic and lore and terminology and concepts and science and like religious symbolism and all this crazy stuff but mm-hmm. it's, it's also just this complete thing that we're meant to observe and reflect on within ourselves and not just like the movie itself and because usually a lot of things balance are pretty bad at balancing that where it's like oh yeah like the actual story itself like the physical tangible story that this the world of this movie is taking place in is like okay i guess but all the cool metaphorical symbolism is really neat or it's the other way around where it's like yeah it's a really cool concept i guess but it's the message isn't really interesting but i guess it was like i don't know it was like cool and fun <laughs> it's all right but this one it just <laughs> balances like you you can get geeky about the lore of this but you can also be obsessive about picking apart what it all means you know that's a hard thing to balance you know um stuff like like for me uh like stuff like synecdoche new york and uh, i'm thinking of ending things are like fantastic movies with so much depth and so much to think about but i don't get as much maybe out of the the actual world itself that it takes place in i'm way more invested and interested in like Oh, what what what's this all supposed to mean and stuff? But I feel I felt like right, that's just that's a me like, thing. That's the actual point. Of, yeah, because that's more of the movies. point of those. You yeah. know, it's more about like you know, the surface level stuff is more like the acting and the filmmaking yeah. and such. The whole point of those movies is for it to be this whole like abstract, yeah, um, kind of thing where you're you know, exploring different things. Yeah, because it's like a lot of movies yeah. are, are either. I guess I should say movies are typically either one or the other and not a lot really try to be a perfect balance of both yeah and neon genesis i guess that is a lot of anime where i discover like a lot of video games i've played have that very similar type of tone where it like it is in this interesting 
world like has amazing world building concepts and then by the end of the game it just escalates to this craziness that makes no real logical sense but it like works and that's kind of uh it feels like this is the origin of all of that and just how much it's influenced anime storytelling and how it's leaked into other mediums of like books and video games and other movies and whatnot yeah yeah, because like Evangelion, it's it starts out as like this plot-driven thing, so you obviously have to have some some closure. Yeah, with that, I, I think that's why it works so well because it started out as just that. Yeah, and they slipped into it being something else, you know. And they, it's pretty wild that that studio allowed Ano to get so in, intense with it. But yeah, there was um. Well, that's what makes it special. There was this one video that, like, I only just discovered today, and I wish that I had had more time to watch it because it's this three-hour video Ooh. by uh, this this YouTuber called Steven, uh, and it's called the Hideakiano problem, and I only watched like was able to watch like the first twenty minutes of it before we recorded. Yeah. Um, and it's basically going into like the whole history of how Ano got into animation. Hmm. and such i was like oh this is really interesting like i can't wait to get to the part where he starts making evangelion yeah you know so i want to watch um have you seen like shin godzilla no i think it's on netflix but um, i don't have netflix oh right right (laughs) um i i'm a loser me and abby just use her dad's account still i'll use her dad's account yeah yeah, exactly Give but, me your um, dad's account. I, th- I don't. I think it's still on Netflix. I don't know, but yeah, he directed Shin Godzilla, which is like probably. I mean, I love. I had always one, heard of that movie. It's um, amazing. It's probably the best Godzilla movie. Um, and then he directed another like he like a common writer movie this year, and I heard some people say it's like yeah, like he's obsessed with like those Evangelion themes are in like everything he makes. <laughs> like it, even in like even in like in a storytelling sense, like Shin Godzilla has like the nerve esque like. You kind get a government s- facility that's just like messing everything up, and you get to know the insecurities of Godzilla. <laughs> it's apparently like all over Shin Kamen Rider too, which is really. I mean, it's not as like intense. It's not like the world like ends with a big naked woman like sucking in the souls of humanity, oh. and either. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's just he he has a very distinct. He's very passionate about certain themes in all of his work. If Godzilla um, was a female, <laughs> then technically Godzilla he would be naked. So yeah, that's true. She would be naked. That's true. Sorry, I'm never thought about that before. <laughs> but yeah, it's Evangelion awesome. just makes you think sometimes. <laughs> I think he has some live action movies too. I'd want to watch those. I well, mean, aside from like Shin, Shin Kamen Rider and Godzilla, yeah. like it's. Like just like normal movies with like no giant monsters, you know what I mean? Yeah, with he's like an interesting person. Yeah. Um, Do you ever see that? Um, this was like in a TV show that he was like a part of, where they were kind of like following him around, and he was like with these uh, these like middle school students or whatever, and yeah. they were like trying to get to know him, and like this girl asks him. It's like, do you, she asked him something like, do you like the things that you make? Like, do you like your anime? And he's like, some parts I really love it and some parts I really hate it. <laughs> and she's like, well, what parts of it do you hate? And he's like, 
the parts where I see more of myself. Yeah. I was like, oh, geez, man, you really are Shinji. Yeah, he was, um, like, horrifically depressed for a lot of yeah. the development of that show. Yeah. Which is, like, super obvious, but... It's like, get it together, man. Yeah. Get better help. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to downplay people with depression or anything, but... I mean, hey, if you're depressed, go make an anime. <laughs> yeah. You'll make make some art. It'll be really good. Make a whole TV show. Get everyone mad at you and then make a movie. I mean, it is like a weird thing. I mean, I won't get too deep into this. It'd be like. Do it. Just get deep. That'd be like we've had a few drinks and we're having deep talk at the bar topic. But it's like, man, when it is weird how so much art is art is like typically at its best when created from the worst places. Oh yeah. It's like a lot of like the best songs are like depressing or sad. And a lot of the greatest movies are like horrific and yeah, like depressing and whatever, you know, it's it's hard to make art. That's like just nothing but uplifting. (laughs) It's why stuff like animal crossing is a miracle. (laughs) All it is is good vibes. It's not not a single bad vibe, you know, but it's like, yeah, it's a lot a lot of uh, amazing things are made from really horrible places. and Well, a lot of some of the, like, greatest ideas are, you know, come from people, like, going into the very deepest, darkest depths of their soul, yeah. you know? And they're like, Eureka! I figured out the meaning of life. Yeah. You know? I mean... I think it's like, just people get so vulnerable and they just don't care anymore. And it's the struggle lot, of the artist. People are willing to express themselves so like vulnerably and humbly, like to put yourself into a character like Shinji, who's arguably like just pretty pathetic at times, and to be like, "Yeah, that's a, there's a lot of me in there." It's like kind of like humiliating and embarrassing, and not a lot of people want to do that. A lot of people want to put out stuff that makes them look better but a lot of the best stuff comes from like honesty and when people are honest about their their uh their shortcomings and their faults that's like where a lot of the best stuff comes from when you're you're humble and you don't you don't yeah necessarily act like you're above laying yourself else. bare but weirdly by not acting like you're above everyone else you actually do become better than everyone else <laughs> <laughs> when you actually make like i don't know well it's, it's like, like that scripture yeah. Those who uh, exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of Bringing scripture, uh, I remember the first time I was watching, I was like, I wonder, like, what the point of all the like the this is a lot of like Christian symbology and terminology. Yeah. And, and I remember I was looking into it, and uh, I was like, hmm, I wonder, and I kind of just figured out it's just because they like just think it's cool. Yeah, that's, that's what that's I think. Yeah. That's what Folding Idea said in his yeah. video is like they treat it's like how we use Norse mythology. Yeah, exactly. It's like it just like, it looks cool and we it sounds cool. Yeah, we don't use Norse mythology. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to because be like, we like actually believe in it. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which, but yeah, to them, it's just like they just like like cross symbology and like Adam and Eve. It's just like interesting to them. That's kind of it. Yeah, which it's hard as, you know, as a Christian American Westerner or whatever <laughs> to like watch it and not think, oh, what are they trying to say? Yeah, you know, that, like, that's the thing a lot of like, like Westerners, weird commentary like, we about do, Christianity or whatever. Yeah, we do. Like even I, it's like we immediately think it has to mean something, but yeah, it really kind of doesn't. 
honestly. Yeah, and there was this other... Sorry, I'm going to mention another video that I watched. I mean, it can vaguely mean things like, obviously, like, who Adam and Eve were in the Bible can be, like, relative to, like, you know, the, the like, humanity came from them, like, and Eve and the egg and all that. It's, like... Yeah, but that's still, it, like, it's mythology. It's more just, like, yeah, on, like, a what they were, but <laughs> it's, not, it's not really trying to make any commentary on anything. Yeah, I it's, think it was the video... Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, The Weight of Expectations by Onimaru. Yeah. Uh, I mostly liked the video, but in the end, he kind of, like, tried to come up with his own conclusions of what everything meant. And he kind of went into, like, I think it's about, like, how you don't need to rely on religion to, like, accept yourself or nah, whatever. I'm like, not. no, nah, dude, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. It's they like, just think that Christianity is cool or yeah, whatever. Like, it's definitely not. The, it's not trying to it say it doesn't anything. have a religious an- anti or like it doesn't have any kind of like like, strict religious messaging because you know it, it's japan you know they don't really have much of a christian culture yeah over there so it's not like i mean it would be interesting it's like imagine some country out there still like avidly i mean i don't know ima- like let's imagine like british people were all like Let's just ignore history and just pretend that British people never had a connection to Christianity, and for some reason they they all are avid believers in like Greek and Norse mythology. <laughs> and then we put out God of War, and they're like, <laughs> and it's like how weird, how, like how weird would that be for them? You know, people either really like, they oh, either really if, love like, it or they hate it. It's like imagine if like uh, <laughs> if like Square Enix made this game where it's like you literally just play as Jesus Christ and it's like a hack and slash game. That's probably, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of what stuff like. Dante's Inferno is like there's a lot of oh there's like uh, literally a Dante's Inferno video game where you just go to like Christian hell. Well, well, the actual I mean I know the story is like different, but yeah, the actual book like the writer actually was a Christian. Yeah, he was trying to explore like different concepts and such. So and it's like the fact that so you're wrong with that example. The fact that there's a video game interpretation yeah is kind of funny. It's like a God of War hack and slash copycat game. Is it even good? Some people, it kind of has a cult following, I think. I, I've i never played it. I remember hearing about it. I just it. know that you fight Satan at the end, and he has a really big wiener. It's really <laughs> gross. What? I don't want to play it. It's just... Because <laughs> of weird. the wiener. I looked up footage of it out of curiosity one day. and was like, oh. Uh, that's a little inappropriate. We're going to... We're going to play it and talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> Dante's Inferno. <laughs> the video game. Anyways, is there anything else that we um, need to address? Um, Maybe like little things that we kind of brushed over because we kind of focused on yeah, a lot we, of the like big concepts. Yeah, things. we more just dissected our feelings about it. That's like what's interesting for me to talk about it, though. I can be like, what was my favorite? I don't know. What was my favorite episode? I don't know. Who is your biggest crush on Evangelion? Uh, I liked the angel that was just a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> that one was hot. <laughs> there was like some some like hard drive like Dude. it's like like a parody website and they did some like they like ranked the angels based on like how good of like smasher they pass. Would be. <laughs> no, they're like how ranking the neon Genesis Evangelion angels based on how good a stepfather they would be or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something dumb like that. Um, That's funny. Did so they include Kawar? I didn't really Kawari. mention it. I, I want to mention really quick. Yeah, they did. But okay. I, I want to mention. He'd probably not be a good stepdad. Um, the artwork and like designs of the show are insane. 
Like yeah, the, um, I, the, I think the like the Eva designs and the angel designs are angel like, designs and the are artwork very and sometimes the lighting. It, it, it's like an insanely great looking show. I like I love how like the colors of like all the Evas too. It's like it just it's a very artistically great thing. Yeah, I guess that was something else that was kind of keeping me going through the sludge of the show was like, well, the angels are still, like, really interesting. They're always really cool. There's, like, some of them are, like, show up and are, like, incredibly threatening, like the one that just shoots lasers and stuff. Yeah. Was it the big spherical one? I can't remember. But and then sometimes they're just, like, they just seem kind of, like, mindless. Like, they don't care. Yeah, that's what's they're creepy just doing about their it. thing, Yeah, you know? some of them are more, like, <laughs> humanoid, like, creatures that seem and then some just show up and are just these things that all they do is just it's like the it's like the pokemon that's just a keychain yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah i mean we didn't really mention a lot of that stuff that, yeah that stuff that was it was kind was of cool. like um i don't know to me I, of course i'm gonna mention this oh my god um it was almost what? like Shadow of the Colossus, or it's like, ooh, hmm. what's the next Colossus gonna be like? You well, know? No, so, yeah, that comparison. I mean, that's like a monster. That's like a the big villain monster of the week thing. It's like, ooh, what's the next one gonna be? You know, and Shadow of the Colossus. Kinda, and like, how how monster are they gonna take it down? And yeah, you do have to kind of like push through that that kind of monotony, which I liked it better when they like focused more on like character stuff. Same, yeah. Um, Especially like when the. Uh, pen 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 yeah he's he the best character in the whole show he showed up in the end of eva for like one second yeah <laughs> which i'm like i guess that makes sense maybe don't have pen pen ruin the tension of your horrible sad movie and misato mentions him when she's dying yeah that's true he's like yeah hey, i should change the carpet shouldn't i have pen pen uh, so sad yeah pen pen um I think uh, they kind of, like, forgot about Toji. <laughs> like, yeah. He kind of had, like, this big moment in the show where he, like, almost dies. Yeah, you're right. And then he's, like, hardly mentioned at all in End of Evangelion, but whatever. If at all? I don't know. Barely. I don't even know if he is at all. I think, like, Shinji, like, briefly mentions, like, hey, my friend almost died or oh, whatever. yeah. Yeah, I don't probably. Know. And then Kaji is cool. I thought he was annoying at first because he's like, like such a playboy. Yeah, but no, he ends up being cool. I thought the same. Yeah, I like when characters that you think are going to be annoying actually end up being pretty cool. Right. Yeah. He's like plant. He's watering his plants. Um, <laughs> I, I want to watch the whole show in Japanese because I think I watched it all in English and sometimes the voice acting wasn't amazing, but it was like fine. It's fine. Like pe- I think people typically yeah. say the English dub is fine, but um, watching the movie especially like. When man, when Shinji like before the credit drop, drop when Shinji screams, the Japanese voice actor, I like thoroughly believed that they were stabbing the voice actor <laughs> in the eyeball or something. Like it's it's <laughs> terrifying. I was like, no, this has to. We have to do this. It's really like a yeah. It's like a goosebump scream. It's like oh, it's like man. Yeah, he was good, especially like I was. I was especially inspired to like rewatch it with the Japanese voices yeah after folding ideas was like because he was talking about those scenes where shinji is like what why would you guys ever nice to me blah 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 yeah. and he's like it's like yeah in the english version he he feel you feel a little bit more sympathetic but in the japanese version he's, he's like evil like yeah he's yeah. like like oh he's a he's kind of a I think jerk i <laughs> 
the and one I thing that's I like, like in the English dub the, more the is at the beginning he says I'm so effed up, and I think that's more fitting than I'm the lowest yeah, of the low. Yeah, yeah. That's like the I, one I thought thing that I that like was better. Interesting. And the, I think in English the final line is different. In Japan, in Japanese, it's just how disgusting. That's the final line. I can't remember if it's different in English. I don't think it is. Right. I think she she might just say just disgusting. Yeah, like something. Like, I, it word. might be the same. The other difference I that think I there was a version that changed it or something that no one liked. I'm not sure. I didn't. I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah. One change that I did notice, you know, there's that scene where he's imagining like the happy world where he's like back at school and like Ray is a is a like transfer a student girl. or whatever. Yeah, no. There's a scene where like he and. Uh, Asuka running to to school and they're talking about like, yeah, oh, did you hear there's like this new student or whatever? And in the English version, he's like, I hope she's pretty. I hope she has a nice butt or oh whatever. And the Japanese version doesn't say that at all. It's oh, really? like, I hope she's really pretty and that's it. I'm like, yeah, like, it's, it's okay. that's almost backwards. <laughs> you would think the English one would try to tone it down with that stuff. No, the Japanese are subtle. Dude, did you their... know... Um, <laughs> Apparently they aired uh, Evangelion on Cartoon Network at one point. Oh, and I'm like, what? How? Wasn't there like a? I mean, I guess it's not that. Violent, isn't there like an anime segment on Cartoon Network or whatever? Yeah, Toonami. Toonami. Yeah. yeah, but like they, um, but it, it was still Cartoon Network. It wasn't like Adult Swim. Like it was still in like with the mindset that kids would be watching. So oh. like, they would have like Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball Z, it's really easy to cut out certain things to make it like pretty kid friendly. Do you know if they like cut I, out certain? Parts? I don't know what the version is like, but I saw something, and I I have to assume that <laughs> a lot of it is heavily changed. Yeah, I'm I like, mean, like I think I don't know if they did the whole show or just some a couple episodes. I think they only just played a couple episodes. There's no way they did the movie, but yeah, obviously, that's yeah. just like rated R, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But but I yeah. mean, they, there's a lot more cussing in the movie. I yeah, remember it's like is. a couple more F words. Yeah, that was like theatrical, so they, they kind of like could get away with that more. I mean, especially the opening hospital scene. Yeah, because it's straight <laughs> up like nudity, but. Yeah. Um, and the big uh, giant naked ghost lady that falls out of the earth. Yeah. The Eve. Oh, yeah, I found it interesting that the show never really got, like, other than like in Japan, there were. It was kind of difficult before, like, it was put on Netflix. It was kind of difficult to actually find, yeah. to watch. They never really yeah, had, like, like, a Blu-ray set, but it's, like, $100. Yeah. It's, like, hard to get, yeah. It's, like, interesting that it was, like, even before it was on Netflix, it was still, like, a pretty popular show. Uh-huh. But, like, so many people still hadn't really seen it. Um, I, I, I learned recently that the same thing kind of happened with Akira when Akira came out. The only way for, like, an American to watch it was that, like, people, like, videotaped it on VHS and, like, shared yeah. it with each other. Yeah, it's, yeah, anime, access to anime back then was, like, super weird. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't it's know, like, there, it took a while a f- for Japan to realize, oh, Americans actually like some of this. <laughs> I mean, it's even with, like, video games, um, a lot of JRPGs would be dumbed down and oh, yeah, really um, easy. There was the whole, like... There was the first Final Fantasy came out in America, 
and then they didn't release them. And then when they when Final Fantasy four came out in Japan, when they released it in America, they just called it two because we didn't get the other we didn't get two or three originally. <laughs> and they're like, We'll just call it two and they didn't think about how awkward There's that would two. make it later on and Yeah. So it's like in America we got Final Fantasy one, two, which was actually four, three, which was actually six, and then they just went to seven. <laughs> and then they were like, All right, fine, we'll just use multiple <laughs> things. And so it's just like, so there was like a, a cult of people back then that would like try to get like the Japanese only releases and find ways to play those or get them shipped over and they would like learn Japanese just to play them. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a lot of stuff was inaccessible. And I guess, I mean, I guess anime was a very similar thing, you know, where yeah. you had to really dig to get ways to watch some of it back then. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can see that. I, I mean, of course, it, it makes sense that it took a while for america and and the west to be like oh this is there's actually a i wonder a market for this i wonder what the breaking point was where they really realized uh maybe we should just I make the west a regular market. i mean it's i feel like a big thing was probably studio ghibli studio ghibli probably in terms of shows probably like dragon ball i would assume like Pokemon. oh yeah like dragon, dragon ball is a big one um in video games it was final fantasy 7 changed everything kimba the white lion yeah kimba <laughs> absolutely um yeah, it's like I feel it's my like the, anime, I feel like actually. the '90s is where it kind of started to become like, all right, maybe we should try a little bit. I mean, even today, there's still a lot of stuff that's like only gets released in Japan. There's a video yeah. game that's like only out in Japan right now that I'm kind of mad is not being localized, but maybe it will eventually. I mean, even so far back as like even just during the Wii era, which I guess was a long time ago. Relatively speaking. Yeah, it's like 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, but it's like Xenoblade. They had to like make a petition and beg Nintendo to localize it in English. <laughs> and then they were like, fine, and then made <laughs> ten copies. But now it's like <laughs> now it's like one of their most popular series. Yeah. You know, so it's like it, it's just funny. Some how. people just they just don't know what they got until they know. Yeah. There's you a lot there's a, <laughs> quite a few games I wish were localized, but there's like fans will just localize stuff themselves like mother three earthbound you know earthbound mother three the sequel to um the sequel to earthbound, which is called mother, mother two in japan oh, okay. because they had to make a cool english localized <laughs> i thought it was darren aronofsky's no 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 mother. um <laughs> no the nintendo game right uh, there's earthbound and then there's mother three which never got localized in english but like a fan just like translated it and that's, that's dedication right there and it's so good and like it never got dmca'd so it's basically just the official way to play it but it's like fans just will translate stuff themselves but like man translating it's like stuff fine is, if you won't do it i'll do it like, translating stuff is hard oh sure but yeah like I've, I've watched a lot of videos on how translation works and how it like much of a process it is and i'm like man yeah because no like you know like not a lot of things really translate that well from japanese to english it's like you can translate this like i was watching um i was watching like this I was, this was a review from action button about this game called boku no nazi yasumi and he went through this oh, whole course. tangent about um because it's in japan only but he was like back then it's like you have to think of the the company they're like how do we translate this even just the title 
would translate roughly to like my summer break in English, but then it's like that doesn't sound exciting. <laughs> um, but in English, the character's name is Boku, and it's like all this stuff that makes it really complicated. And it's like, okay, well, maybe you change it to be like my summer vacation or my or something more exciting, but then the <laughs> that doesn't reflect the game at all. It's just weird. And then yeah. it's like, never mind, just don't bother. It's too complicated. You know? <laughs> Yeah, and there's some there's some like shows that I hear about. It's like maybe they should have changed it for the English version. I mean, know. it's even even stuff like uh, I mean, I don't mind this particular example. It's just an interesting one, but um, the new the new Ghibli movie coming out, yeah, which translated to like I think How Do You Live, but they they're just calling it um, The Boy and the Heron in English, yeah. which like it makes sense. Like that's isn't that like the actual name of the book though. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because it's based off of some book people I heard. are like, "Oh, that's such a uh, bad trans, like lame English translation moment." Because it's <laughs> like people think it's a more boring title, but I'm pretty sure like Miyazaki just like preferred, like actually just was like, "Yeah, I want that to be the title in English." You sure. Know? Which, like, yeah. for a Ghibli movie, it's like it sounds like a Ghibli movie. You know, I don't really care about stuff like that. I'm excited to see it. I, I I'm gonna do my best to not to not watch anything well any that's what everyone is saying is like yeah, yeah go into it blind because that's basically they how they marketed the, it because yeah. they didn't market it at all really which is weird because apparently miyazaki that wasn't his choice and i thought it was oh. but i still think it's a cool choice <laughs> he was like nervous that it wasn't gonna do well opening he's like please we need to make a trailer and they're like no yeah <laughs> i don't maybe he was like Maybe he did make the choice, and then he retroactively regretted it and was nervous about it. But the movie like did incredibly well when it came out in Japan. Yeah, and and, and too like I'm surprised I haven't seen people trying to like leak it online because I don't even want to know what it looks like. I'm gonna avoid all the trailers. I and when it gets localized, there's gonna be a bunch of movie trailers. Like they're not gonna stick to that in America. Sure, but yes. I'm I'm gonna do my best to not try to work. not watch anything about it before yeah. it comes out because it's his last one. You know, I I wanted to feel. Is it like, actually his last one? Yeah. Okay, he it's pretty. It's I think it's confirmed. It's gonna be the last one he like fully directs himself. Like he'll probably still help with other ones, but yeah, this this feels like it'll definitely. He's be done a lot. One. It's and time to take a break. And I'm uh <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I, I'm glad I really got into marathoning Ghibli movies the past couple years because I feel like this movie is going to kill me. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be so good. I can't wait. Yeah, we shall see. And literally see. none of them are bad. I don't even need it to be better or the best one or whatever. I just I'm excited for it to exist. Yeah. I I hope I, I feel like it's going to be more in the ballpark of like Wind Rises and stuff like that than uh like Spirited Away. Mm, like I don't know the boy in the heron it sounds very like kind of folktale who knows maybe it will be yeah more uh it'll whimsical. probably like feel as personal as w- the wind rises yeah yeah but I can't wait it's gonna own anyways neon genesis evangelion closing um, thoughts yeah what are your closing thoughts had have i opened your third eye to anything <laughs> um yeah i think having this discussion has helped a lot yeah. uh i you know even before recording you know i i i really really enjoy it there's a lot that i really love and appreciate about it it's intimidating to try and talk about though yeah it's still kind of a mixed bag for me because like i'm trying to talk about it honestly no i mean that's that's what makes it interesting you know and 
I'm learning to appreciate it even more as time goes on. And like, who knows, like maybe eventually I'll just get to the point where it's, it's like, I, this is perfect. Yeah. I love it. You know, who knows? I mean, I liked it a lot more uh, when I rewatched it. I mean, you've already, you did watch it twice technically. I but, did. Yeah. Um, I think letting it sink in, it, it had been like almost a year since I watched it. And I, I think like giving it some time and then going back to it, like, I mean, I, I kind of had my impulsive, like, perfect five-star moment when I first watched it, but it's stuck, and it, it's even stronger now upon rewatching it. And, yeah. Um, I just I just think uh, the show is, like, obviously really influential, and the movie itself, I just, like, it's, it's just this crazy, just impossible piece of art to me. Like I just think it's it is wonderful. very fascinating. It's almost like for me at this point, it's almost like the story around it is almost just as fascinating. Yeah, I've gotten really. to that point too. I yeah. was almost the opposite where I didn't really care about any of that, but as I looked more into it recently and was kind of preparing for the conversation, I learned more about the lore. Um, yeah, I was like, oh man, this is awesome! Like it's the best. <laughs> it's the best of both. Well, it's also just like all all the behind the scenes stuff with. Hideakiano, um, with all of that, you know, that's just it's just fascinating yeah. how this all came together and how he like really poured himself into the show and in yeah. the movie and how apparent that is. Like, that's almost like more fascinating to me. But that's um, a lot of pieces of work I find. Um, this might be a tangent, but a lot of pieces of uh, media that I really feel drawn to specifically have that vibe where you, yeah. a big part of it is the person who made it. Yeah. You know, um, like with Ano, like I see so much of him and Evangelion and uh, I want to know more about him because of it. And when I look into it and learn more about him, it proactively enhances the stuff he makes. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a lot of my favorite stuff. Like I think Nier and Nier Automata are masterpieces. Yoko Taro is the director of that. That's another thing. Like I want to learn more about Yoko Taro. Uh, Metal Gear with Kojima, Hideo Kojima. He's, mm. I mean, that's like people think he's like a, a god and worship him. You know, <laughs> like that's the thing though. Literally, you, like, there play, is a religion. <laughs> but like, th there's like this thing where you you don't play Metal Gear or something like Death Stranding and not want to like inquire get into his mind we can get into kojima's mind uh or yeah. uh, sorry there's a like, little snap there for some reason <laughs> go ahead oh wow there was yeah <laughs> um or like watching stuff like donnie darko the box and south End tales like richard kelly like learning about him that's that's another one um uh the guy who made like shadow of the colossus and uh you know even yeah. stuff like like we said, like anything that like Charlie Kaufman, yeah, Charlie made, Kaufman really was puts himself into his stuff. Um, yeah, just stuff where I watch it and I feel so much of the person who made it, and I yeah. want, and I want to learn more about them. Yeah, that, that's that's a lot of my favorite. That's a lot of my favorite movies, or games, or music, bands, etc. Uh, I mean, my favorite band of all time. That's really the only bands i've gotten that into where i feel like i've learned so much about each individual member hmm. um that that's something that's for some reason really is important to me not in a parasocial way like i have a brain but <laughs> i i just like to not 
form no, an obsession with the person. I just love to learn about them. Right, yeah. In like a biographical sense. Yeah. It's really interesting to me and stuff I love when I feel a, a really personal connection with it and I can tell someone put a lot of their own like personal conviction or uh, like their own spirit or soul or however you want to word it into a piece of work. Like I just get really drawn their to it. Their blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. But they just sprinkle them in there. Yeah, that, that's a lot of the best stuff out there. And this is a huge, uh, like, you, you can't really watch this show slash movie without, or even hear or have a conversation about Evangelion without Anno coming into yeah. frame, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, he literally, like, pretty much puts himself into it, especially with all the things like addressing the fans. Yeah, and, and, and you literally uh, have to, yeah. otherwise, like, Honestly, aspects of the show wouldn't make sense unless you learn about him. Yeah, you know, it's like why did the show just like it's like like it or not? Why did it turn into like an art house show all of a sudden? <laughs> why, why? What's with the second half of End of Evangelion? Like, yeah, what, <laughs> what, what the what, what the heck are these is letters, going on? dude? But yeah, it just gets <laughs> weird, and I love that. I'm not saying we do this for an episode anytime soon, but at some point in the future, just when we're bored and feel like it, it'd be interesting. I'm really curious about the rebuilds. Yeah, I, I want to. Well, the rebuilds I, I and all the gonna, other. Uh, yeah. Are they? Wait, are, is that like all the sequels that they come came out with? Is that the rebuilds, or is it just this new thing? It's all of them. Oh, like, okay. You, you have to watch them in order. Like they. It's right. basically rewatching the show. It's right. just, it's just like a few movies, but the, it's a chronological order. Right. Yeah, I definitely want to. Wa- I guess my fear is is that like I don't want it to like ruin what I already feel. I know about, people that right, like their know. favorite thing ever is end of end of Eva, and they they kind of hated the rebuilds, but they like stopped watching them. Uh, some people have told me like, yeah, the first. Co- the first one's fine. The couple in the middle are bad, but like the last one like makes it all work and it's incredibly worth it. And even on Letterboxd, you look at it, the rating curve is kind of funny. And then the last one is like four point something where it's like really high. Okay. Um, so apparently the light does like by the end of it, I almost get the sense like, Oh, is it supposed to intentionally be kind of off putting and like, what's the point (laughs) of this? And then it all makes sense in the end. It feels like one of those. Right. Okay. I'm bringing this up for the hundredth time in my life on this podcast but i i get southland this tales? no not <laughs> southland tales uh i feel like the rebuilds people who who have played this will get it but i 
I get a similar sense that the rebuilds are very synonymous with what Final Fantasy VII Remake is. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's retelling, it's technically a remake of the original show, but it's kind of a sequel, too. Okay. I think it's, yeah. like, it's apparently like something like that. We'll see. Uh, we'll have to t- check it out. Yeah. I, mm. I'm really curious. Some people have told me, no, don't do it. And then other people no, have told me, yes, please do it. So I'm like, <laughs> I just, I want to know. Like, I if it yeah. sucks, it's not going to ruin the original thing for me, so... Yeah, yeah, I guess not. But we'll see. Yeah, we shall see what we shall see. Cool. All right. Congratulations. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Um, we That was the end of Evangelion. It was. This is the end of the podcast episode. <gasps> We're getting there, at least. Wow. So it's my turn for a recommendation. Is it? Yeah, because you recommended... Oh, yeah, I recommended... Yoko like Ono. Not Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah. What was the band called again? Yola Tango. Yola Tango. Close enough. Close enough. Yoko Ono. Oh, man. Nah, she's, um, she's fine. Well, I also wanted to recommend some Muzak. Mm. Um, so I've been getting really into Talking Heads lately. Oh, the band nice. Talking, yeah, Talking Heads. Talking Heads are great. Yeah. Um, so I I first got into Talking Heads because like I, I discovered their song Once in a Lifetime and I really loved it. But I never really like ventured further from that for a while. Once in a Lifetime is a great song. Um, and then I was recommended to watch Stop Making Sense, which is a, a concert film of Talking Heads. And I just I just watched it without really knowing hardly any of their music except for one or two songs. Yeah. And I loved it. It was like, I don't know any of this music, but I'm loving this experience, you know. So it was so good. So it's like I, I need to watch I need to listen to more of Talking Heads. And recently I have been listening to the album that Once in a Lifetime is from, Remain in Light. Nice. Uh, it's a album from nineteen eighty. And I freaking love it, dude. It's so good. Uh, there's like no song on it that I don't like. Nice. I've been listening to the. What, are, what the, are all the albums you've listened to again? This is the only one that I've really listened oh, to okay, so far. Nice. Uh, I've, I've yeah, Remain in Light's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's no song that I don't like on it. I've been listening to the remastered deluxe version, and like the bonus tracks is like yeah, they're whatever. They're like unfinished outtakes and such. But it's more like the songs that are actually from the album yeah. that I really love. And it's going to be really hard for me to pick like which song to like preview for the episode because I love them all. Uh, I love Once in a Lifetime, but like there are other songs on it, too, that I love, like Born Under Punches, yeah. uh, Cross-Eyed and Painless, The Great Curve, Houses in Motion. Like They're, they're all great. And for those of you who maybe haven't listened to this, the best way I can describe it is like a lot of the songs are kind of like ongoing loops, sort of. Yeah. Uh, like, like the like drums I, are I always usually. I think of the. I don't remember which song it is, but the one with the weird like looping guitar. It's like. I think that's "Born Under Punches." That yeah, it's like that flicky guitar lick. And the heat goes um, Speaking in tongues is great too. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Making flippy floppy is a great. Yes. Good song. But yeah, no, Talking Heads Rock. I'm glad you're listening to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know, it was a long time coming, but like I always felt like I would really like their music and now I'm finally getting into it. And yeah, they're just a really interesting band and how they like toe the line between like really great hooks, but also like being really weird and experimental. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I, I can't remember the name of the, the of the lead singer. Guy. David Byrne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was about to ask if you had listened to any of his stuff. He did a collab album with St. Vincent. That's so good. Oh, really? It's interesting. Re- yeah, he did it. It was in 2012. It's called Love This Giant. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, David Byrne rocks. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Um, I, li- I loved how in uh, Stop Making Sense, the beginning of the show, it's just him that comes out at the beginning with an acoustic guitar and he yeah. just starts playing psycho killer by himself. And then like, as the show progresses more and more band members come out and join him. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, stop making sense. That's a great movie, but my recommendation is remain in light. Highly recommend it. I, I've, I've found that I really, there's a lot of music that I love from specifically from 1980 yeah, I think yeah. there's something about that's that your, year. That's your era, man. I guess. I mean, no. I mean, not just 1980s, but like specifically 1980. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, like okay. I feel like that was kind of the sweet spot between like yeah, because the 70s transition music is great, but it's like the turn into 80s too. Yeah, it's like the transition from 70s into 80s. It's like it wasn't really when 80s music was in like its full like you know realized sound that it's so popular, but like. Uh, Genesis Duke uh, is from 1980, and that's like my favorite album from Genesis. And, and yeah, so uh, yeah, there's just something about that year that I really like. But yeah, Remain in Light, Talking Heads, that's, uh, that's my recommendation. Thanks. I made it myself. I'm David Byrne. <laughs> David Byrne. He's really hot because he burns. He's burning. Yeah. Anyways, um, so next episode. Uh, yeah. What should we do next? Are we gonna? Do, are we gonna do a Barbenheimer episode? <laughs> Yeah, if I, I'm assuming I'll try to see Open Armor soon, so we can. <coughs> we should probably do that next. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do it, guys. It's it's you gotta. We're gonna be a part of the meme. You gotta do it. I have watched both films. I've only seen Barbie. Yeah, I have watched Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mitchell is yet to see Oppenheimer. And I definitely have my thoughts about both movies, so I think it would be an interesting podcast. Be a part of the whole cultural conversation about these movies. So, darn right. Like it or not, that's what we're going to talk about. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. 
Is there anything else we have to say? I got nothing, dude. Okay. I'm talked out. All right. Well, we should end this way. The only way we should end it, the, the best way to end a podcast. Congratulations. You did it. <laughs> Yay, you did it. I still keep thinking of that video of the dog. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's, happy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we love him. It's so good. And then, like, the piano Neon Genesis Evangelion theme music is playing. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very catchy. Lots of good music in this. Yeah, anyways. All right, well... Just get out of here. Go away. Come back uh, for the next episode, and it'll be good. We hope. So, yeah. All right. Good night. Good night. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Podwood Forecast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like for us to give you a shout-out on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also feel free to look in the show notes for links to our social media at Twitter and Facebook. And as always, stay beautiful, and thanks for listening. Bye.